What is going on, everyone? It is episode 189, recorded on Monday, November 20th, 2023. I'm Drew, and hey, John, how are turkeys like porn stars? First, they gobble, then they get stuffed, and somebody keeps them wet the whole time. Oh, good lord. <laughs> What is up, everybody, and happy Thanksgiving week, a day we celebrate breasts and balls. That's right, turkey breasts and footballs, John. On tonight's episode, we have another indie world has come and is gone. The last call for a presence after dark, and the 2023 Game Award nominees are in. John, buddy, you get back from vacation. I feel like I need another one. How you been? Yeah, young kids equals yeah. You you need another one. When are you taking mm. the next one though? I think you have one scheduled. I do. I do have one scheduled. I put another one. <laughs> Disney does this. They they scam you right into if you booked another one within seven days of when you get back, um, they do thirty five percent off your next trip, which is pretty decent. Wow. So, sucked it right into that. Oh, so speaking of, how was your uh, how was your trip? How many days were you? How many days did you stay? First of all, seven nights. It was it was a good amount. It it, it maybe six nights, but it never felt too long. It never felt too short. Um, As what she said, I've I've never been to Disney in November. So the first two days were like eighty-seven to ninety degrees and humid, and I was like, "Wow, yeah." And I I don't mind the heat. I don't. It was fine. Um, And then it was like overcast for like three to four days, just like cloudy like okay like 75 like i like this That's this perfect. is nice um and then the last two days were not so great it got um the last day we were there literally poured from 7 a.m to the time i went to bed but in Jeez. disney it doesn't matter you just you just walk around in the pouring rain it blows my mind like like when it's raining out when i'm at home i won't even take the trash like out to the trash can you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like I'll, I'll just put it in the garage say so i'll do it later but like in disney you just walk around outside for 10 hours and just get absolutely drenched like walking in puddles my shoes like i jumped in a pool it's just it's Damn. something in you you pay that money right and it's you're committed you're, you're not you're not you're not walking back in your house and sitting on your couch or you know anything no. like that. It's just like you're you're sitting in their restaurants and their rides, yep. so it's their problem. Exactly. Yep. Um. Yeah. So the last day and a half rained, but um, you made the best of it. We had we had a good time, and all the other days were pretty good, so I can't be mad about it. But did, did you do Expedition Everest? Of course, we did Expedition Everest. Oh. Did they fix? Did they change anything? Do they? No, Did they, they fix that Yeti or is it all the same? They fix the Yeti. They say it's built into the foundation of the, the freaking ride and mountain and it's never being fixed according to Joe <laughs> Rody. I expect more. Me too. But I did he all did promise. He did he promise. Did. Well, he's retired from Disney now, so yeah. that's not happening. Liar. Um, I did all the Star Wars stuff. Never did that before, which was really cool. What, we, uh, what, are the, what is the new Star Rise Wars? Of the stuff? Resistance. Oh, they have that in Florida too? Well, okay. Galaxy's Edge. What did what did you think about oh, that one? Yeah, I thought Rise of Resistance was was awesome, but it's it's one of those rides. The first time you go on it will always be the best time. It's not like a roller coaster where you yeah. get the thrill because 
it's the surprises on that ride that were so cool. You know what I mean? And it, it's like the more you go on it, I could see it and it's not as cool. You know, it's it's like awesome you know the ride. script. It's, yeah, it's like Jungle Cruise. They're like, yeah, yeah, I know the script. I know the script. My my experience was yeah. different when I did the when I did it. I walked off and I was like, eh, that wasn't that great because I was yeah. expecting a full on ride. But as you know, mm-hmm. most of it is cosplaying and they're there. The, yes. the ride actually even even the, the ride part starts off a little like whatever. And then it gets really good. And I was like, God, it there does. was only like one drop. But then when I like in the weeks that came after the more I thought about it, I was like, actually, that was pretty mm-hmm. good. It's just my my expectations cool. were completely out of whack as to what it was going to be. I'm assuming it's it's the same ride as as california and florida but like when you walk like go into the room with like the like the full size like atas uh-huh um it's like those and then you have like the storm troops shooting at you and stuff it's it, it there's some cool stuff in there from scale the scale is pretty cool the yeah the and scenic. then we did um we built the lightsaber that was expensive and fun oh. but evan wanted to do it we did i figured i'd put it up on his wall and stuff at home yeah so but yeah, we had um, we had a good time. We did a lot of fun stuff. Like I said, I haven't been in over five years, so for the kids, it was a lot of like brand new stuff for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and a couple of the, the bitter rides, Evan didn't want to go on, but he's a champ. He just waits, and Zoe gets to go on pretty much twice, so she's pumped. Okay. Um, did uh, the thing is Disney World is so huge. That even if you've gone a couple times, there's always something new you can find to do to give yourself a new experience. We don't get that in Disneyland. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So there's it's so like, many things like I there's no way you can do it every show and on every ride. Right. And that's the part. Right. Last time we went to Disney when the kids were much younger, there was a lot of characters. Right. A lot of waiting in lines to see a character. Zoe didn't really care that much. Evan wanted to see a few, but not crazy amount. So like maybe two a day which I was okay with, you know, that's, mm-hmm. it's not a big deal. If that's, you know, he wants to go see like a sorcerer, like Mickey dressed up as sorcerer Mickey. Like, all right, that's a little different and cool. But let's go, let's go do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, it was definitely um, a fun time. Yeah. I, I think I told you we bought, we bought annual passes, John. So we'll yeah, how many times are you planning once. on going? Cause they say, if you go to the parts 12 times in a year, then you should buy an annual pass. So we went How seven gonna... times. Oh, already I see. twelve like days, twelve days. Okay, right? so we okay. went. Yeah, and I figured too, like maybe Amy and I could go for like a weekend one time, and if we did it like a cheap flight, like a last minute cheap flight, we'll go down there for the weekend and stay at a cheap hotel, and it'll be free. Um, the park would be free. What uh, are you going to tell the kids? Yeah. <laughs> exactly, they'd be pissed. We snuck off to Disney without you. Yeah, just for the. You weekend. better get your stories ready. <laughs> yep. Uh, but no yeah it's um they, they also do like 20 percent off merchandise 10 percent off every every food item that you buy there and it includes like the park hopper which we didn't originally buy so that was nice because it was like t- two nights that we ended up like going back to epcot at night to go on a couple rides that we wouldn't have been able to do without the season pass so right you know like you where said, did you we stay didn't even, we stayed at port orleans french quarter it's one of our favorite resorts. Oh, it's the small, small, okay. smallest resort on property. So it's kind of cool. Uh, we had a nice little close to walk to the bus stop. 
Yeah, the last time we went there, we went at not French Quarter, but the other Louisiana oh, Riverside. One? The Riverside. Yep. Yeah, because yep. you could you could take a boat. Did you ever take the boat? Yep. We took the boat to Disney Springs. Okay. Yeah. It takes it takes a while, but it's kind of an interesting experience. It's it's forever I, I, though. It, I agree. I agree. It's it's not ideal, but it's it's fun to do. We did it twice, I think. Yeah. The buses are the biggest pain. Um, but they have the uh uh the gondolas. I don't know if they go yeah. to French Quarter or not, but the gondolas yep. are. I really want to do the gondolas. Oh, the Skyliners. Yeah, 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 yeah. They don't go to French quarters now. Yeah. The cool thing they do about the buses now, they have TVs at every bus stand, and you look on their, the app, and it tells you when the next bus for that park is going to be there. So yeah. you can kind of like at least know a little bit and plan it. And the thing but... is, like, depending on what hotel you're in, sometimes you get the bus early, and then sometimes you get the bus later. Correct. And so buses can pull up that are full for some people, and it's yeah. just like, it's kind of a So mess. that's why I like French Quarter, because there's one bus stop. Mm-hmm. So it's always empty. Every time. Okay. Yeah. So. Cool. Yeah. It was a good, good trip. Good trip. Well needed trip, I think. Yeah. But what have you been up to? Uh, Not much. Just uh, hanging around. I, I've got this week off from work, so that's really nice. Oh, and nice. Um, uh, tomorrow we're going to go on a tour of uh, CU, Colorado University. Oh. So maybe we'll see Coach Prime while we're there. But uh, <laughs> this is our third tour. I've, I've this is only my second tour. Michelle did a, a, a tour with Cedric, just just those two. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I've never been on the CU campus, so that should be interesting. And uh, we're going tomorrow morning, so it's in Boulder, Colorado. Nice. And uh, yeah, no, I'm kind of excited to see it. It's our rival school, but um, yeah, I, I've just never seen it before. Very uh, nice. Now I, I have so now I have a situation. This came up. And I already told Michelle that I was going to be talking about it on the show. Okay. So, so this is, this is like, like I need wife advice. Okay. Here's the situation. Tell me what you think. We started putting up the Christmas tree, uh, last, last Saturday. Okay. Well, we like a week and a a couple days ago. And we do things more slowly now. I don't know if it's just because we're getting older or I'm just tired of doing like three hours of Christmas prep. So I, mean, I do it slowly. I like so you're 70, John. I mean, I, well, no, it's just like I don't like doing it all at once. It's exhausting. So what I'll do is, is I bring up the tree and fluff it up and put it in the corner and then I'm good. Um, we'll bring yep. up the bins. And then yep. over the course of a few days, we, you know, when you get some time, put up a few ornaments. You know, the kids can put up an ornament, whatever. Sure. So the boxes were hanging around. I was putting up a bunch of ornaments, but um, Michelle was slacking. And then finally, I was like, uh, I was like, I said, like, you know, are you done putting up ornaments? I knew she wasn't. Are you done putting up ornaments? Uh, I can take the bins down. She's like, oh, I'll I'll do that today. So she did it. And then so it was on it was Thursday night. I noticed she had set up the bins. They were all covered up and they were all stacked up. And I was like, okay, she's done. Uh, that was Thursday night. And then Friday, she did some sub work at school and then Friday night. But like nothing changed, whatever. Mm-hmm. Saturday. Um, I think she went somewhere in the morning. And so I was just trying to get things done. And I was like, OK, I'm going to take the, the bins downstairs. So I do. So I take the bins downstairs. And on top of the there's three bins. And on top of the third set of bins was like a half dozen little Christmas decorations, maybe like 10 or so little things, whatever. So I was like, oh, whatever. So me and Cedric, we we brought the bins down. So she comes home and she sees that the bins are gone and she walks into my office and she's like looking over my computer and she goes, did you bring the bins down? And I go, yeah. 
And she does like, you know, you know what it is here. I'll do it for you. The eye roll, the yeah. disgust, like, like what a stupid man like that. That sort of like thing. We've, yeah, I think yeah, we've yeah. all seen that. And like, I was annoyed. I was, <laughs> I was like, I, 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 I brought the bins down. The bins have been there for like over a day and a half. You, you were Did done. And she's like, what did you do with the things on top of the bin? And I said, I, I brought them downstairs. And she's just like, she was just so disgusted. And I was like, like what? She's like, I wasn't done with those. And it's like, but they were on top of the bins. You were done. You haven't done anything since Thursday. And so we, we had a whole discussion on the way to uh, Starbucks because that's we, that's what we do on uh, Saturday mornings. And she's and I said, what did you expect? What did you want me to do? And she said, mm -hmm. I, I expected you would just ask me. And I said, well, it was like, like, why would I ask you? And she's like, because they weren't done. So it was this whole discussion about if I asked you about every single action I could possibly take. Yeah, you would probably hate me and think I'm a useless husband as it is. So point. was I wrong to take the bins down that seemingly were ready to be taken down? Or should I, I, I have asked? You're asking the wrong guy because I I'm always like a pitch up. To, I it wouldn't have made it to Saturday probably. I would have I would have taken them down much earlier than that. <laughs> but I I think it's fair game if you're you're putting something away that can always be taken back, right? For example, right. like if you cleaned up her supper dish and there was still food on the plate and you cleaned it and put it in the garbage, that's no longer retrievable. So, like, if you didn't say, hey, are you all set? That's on you. But something like the Christmas decorations. All right. No problem, honey. I'll go back downstairs and get them for you. So, you know oh, what I'm no, saying? Oh, no. I'm not doing that. No, no. She had to go downstairs and grab them. No, but I understand but I think, what you mean. Like the fine line. If she, if she had put the bins to the side and then, like, an hour later, maybe I would have said, are you done with these? But when it's, like, a day and a half and they haven't moved and... You know, if if like because if I had done that, I would have said to her, don't move these. I would have said to her, like, don't move these bins yet. I'm not done with them because I know they look mm -hmm. like I'm done. Um, yeah. All she had she to do was go downstairs. I mean, she saw you between Thursday and Saturday. So she could have said, hey, that oh, yeah. stuff. I'm not, I still need to put that away. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So hmm. maybe 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 the punishment here is I should ask her everything. Like, you know, is it OK if I get up and go to the bathroom? Is it OK if I change the channel? Is it OK? <laughs> Just ask. Oh, oh that time everything. she's like, Shit, hey, do you need me to wipe your ass? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> is it OK if I turn the bidet on? It might be noisy. Yeah, that's I, I don't <sighs> know. I'm asking you because I know you'll be on my side for sure. That is true. Us, I'm always on your dads, side, John. Us dads have to stick together. Um, yeah, that's all I got. Uh, Philly, nice Eagles Chiefs game to watch. Kelsey, the yeah. Kelsey brothers going against each other. Well, so just raining a little bit. It looks it looks a little a little foggy. I'm definitely pulling for the Eagles here because my Broncos are suddenly in the race. Oh, jeez, four in a row, four in a row, and uh, I don't think we'll catch the Chiefs. But hey, if the Chiefs could lose, it'd be a little closer. <laughs> I'll take it. Good point. You never know. <laughs> you never know.
Hockey season is back and we're gearing up for some icy action. But before you hit the rink, make sure you look ready with the real all-star of the leads, the Handyman by Manscaped. The dual-action foil shaver is your ultimate power play against the unruly facial hair. It'll have your face as smooth as freshly Zambonied ice. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code NINDADS, N-I-N-D-A-D-S, at manscaped.com. Again, that's 20% off and free shipping with the code NINDADS, N-I-N. D-A-D-S at manscaped.com. Perfect time for the holidays. You gotta order it now, John, right? So you can get in time for your you know, your uncle, your father-in-law, your brother, your, your mom, your sister, whatever it might be. They all manscaped. Whether you think so or not, they need to. It's good for them. Yeah, oh. I think we've talked about uh we have. having having the, the the balls, if you will, to uh to, to gift that up, to have them open up at a family a gathering. <laughs> Maybe maybe that's a presence after dark situation here. Could be. Yeah. Could be. And speaking of that, we'll get to that shortly. <laughs> but um, that's all I got, John, for now. Uh, we want to move on to what you've been playing. Yeah, let's talk about it. And I have played a lot. You've been busy. I have played a lot. Uh, we can ping pong. I've got. I probably have a few games I can go through pretty quickly. Uh, I I uh, I finished my replay of Shadow of the Colossus on uh, PS5. I did the I played the remake. Have you played this game before? No. Why does that sound so familiar? It's the one where I mean, you can select the text in the document. I don't know if that'll help you. Uh, oh, you're Googling. I know it. That's right now. It is the game where you have to fight 16 colossi. That's all. There's no other enemies in the game. Just these 16 bosses. And it came out on PS2. They remastered it for PS3. That's when I played it and loved it. No, but they did a whole remake for it on PS4. And I got to say, I didn't love it as much this time. I didn't love it as much. Navigating the world is a is a pain. Did you? I never played it. Oh, okay. It was a really fun game. I thought it was really fun back in the day. I think we've just gotten so many big open world games and stuff like that that uh i don't know navigating the world mm. to get to the the colossus was nightmarish especially the second half of the game but then fighting the monsters was really fun so once i got to fight the monster i had a lot more fun uh, but the navigation was a, a real pain in the butt so um yeah i'm glad to have replayed it and seen the remake but that's about it diablo 4 season of blood season 2 i actually did start a new character to see if i could actually enjoy oh the game God. I was super curious to with see. this. Oh, I'm already done. Yeah. Um, I was just super curious to see what uh, just playing a seasonal character playing a season was like and not playing the main campaign. Um, I got bored after like a couple days. Um, I thought I was going to have more fun with it. I did initially, but uh, yeah, I think I'm done with Diablo 4. Um, I, I can't Diablo's see. Diablo's so funny. It's just, it's su- they're such good games, but like they can get boring very quickly it's like you're going you're addicted and then all of a sudden you just hit a wall and you're like that's it i'm done it, it it's just a weird thing I, I don't know how to explain it you you level up quickly in the beginning every like when you start and go from level one to two to three and you get like new attacks it feels so good and it then does. when that slows down and it becomes very minute detail of what you're gaining uh it just makes it a lot less fun and do you think it would be more because they reset the paragon levels they still do that every season uh it's not the same as diablo 3 but honestly i don't understand it all too well 
Hmm. Um, but it is it is different. You get these like oh. you get these skill points every time you level up until you hit level 50. Yep. And then there's other ways to get some skill points. And that's just sort of how they do that with the tree. But it's just different. I don't know. I, I, I can't really speak to it. But I just know I just got bored. Um, I got really bored. And the yeah. way I see it is if you are going to if you're going to play a game where you have to grind and fight enemies over and over again, Monster Hunter is just so much more fun. I would rather I play Monster Hunter. Monster Hunter, too. But like at least when you're fighting a monster, there's some skill and you're dodging and you feel like a person in the world. In Diablo, you're just holding down an attack button and then one of your skills, you know, cools down, you know, and then you use it and then you have to wait 10 seconds. I mean, I, I, yeah, I can't speak for Diablo 4. I haven't played it, but I mean, I don't know. I think I still just get caught up in the old school MMOs and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, So I'm kind of done with that. And then um, I guess uh, we can go back and forth after this, but I replayed Blasphemous because I wanted to play Blasphemous 2, but it had been so long since I played the first one. So I decided to just kind of try and replay the first one. I really forgot how great this game is as a Metroidvania. Um, it's mm. it's like slathered in this. I don't know how to describe it. This religious um, everything is like super old world religious a guy wears this like cone hat and like everything has this old meaning that i would think even like religious people of today wouldn't even really know it's just this old world stuff mm-hmm. and after a while it gets a little irritating because you get an item and it's like oh this item just rejuvenates your health but they give it some backstory about oh it's about cleansing your sins and all this and it's like it's a health pack like you know let's stop already and everything is like lathered in it um but the the level design is really cool the you just constantly go into areas like you're lost you go into an area and you there's just always some secret that you'll find and some new skill will help you with yeah. it's well, a really you, it's a really just, good game you t- you text me about this and was like oh it's um it's on sale and you almost sold me and then i was like give me more info and it's a metroidvania i'm like i'm i'm out i just <laughs> i definitely wasn't trying to sell you on it that was you. No, but it, but I think you 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 talked about it, and then yeah. I I did a little bit of research, and I, it looked interesting. And then I w- I wasn't sure if I wanted to just play two or play one. I'm kind of glad I played one, but I'm gonna I'm gonna probably come back to two in December. Um, so I'm excited for it. I think I had about seventy seven percent completion this time around. So not bad. I feel I think I got a little bit more complete than I did last time, and it didn't take forever. It didn't take that long. I got really wrapped up in it, but um, I have some more interesting games I played, but let's uh, kind of ping pong back and forth. Why don't you tell me something that you played? Yeah, so I've been playing a little bit of Mario Party 3, John, because it came out on the NSO uh, for N64. Uh, This was one of my favorite games um, back in the day because there is some unique play style in Mario Party 3, if you don't know. So there's a story mode. Again, it's Mario Party, so take that with a grain of salt. But there's a story mode where you play one of the maps. Uh, you have to you have to come in first place, and when you win, um, you have to you have like a stamp card. You get a stamp for every every map that you come in first place. But before you get the stamp, after you beat that map, they they have this duel mode, and a character will come on the screen, and it, they'll they'll duel you. And it's this 1v1, and it introduces this new game concept 
where there's a, a new map or new board and it's only for 1v1 and you get almost buddies. I forget what they call them or companions, whatever they call them. And you can put them in front of you or behind you. Like there's there's Thwomp, there's a Goomba, there's Babam. There's all different types of these guys. There's even Bowser Jr., etc. And um, the, the concept is, is you need to roll the dice and if you run into another character with an with one of your companions the companions going to attack them or if you get attacked from behind you have someone behind you and it's a much smaller board um it kind of is in a circle so the concept with little shortcuts so the, the concept is to just try to pass the people there's a lot of 1v1 mini games involved and there's a couple other twists but you play these in the story modes in between every full mario party game and i always just thought it was a cool little unique little twist so I've been been playing it. I'm like halfway through the the story mode. It's just a nice little let me jump on and play Game of Mario Party. It's the only thing that I will say is since they redid the 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 super superstar Mario Party that Mario Party Superstars, yeah. Yes. So a lot of like the mini games are are remade for that. So like the the, the best ones are now kind of remade. But it's okay. It's still um it's I'm, I'm having fun with it. Simple as that. Something, you know, free game to play, right? Did you play it on the plane or have you I did play, I did play some on the plane. I did. It was, you know, it was a relaxing game on the plane. Um I also played, I'll just jump right into it, Wardroof 2 a little bit. Um I told you I had the last campaign to go, the well, it's not the last one, it's the pirate campaign. Mm-hmm. So I played, like you said, it's I love Wardroof 2. I love the the characters. I love the enemies and the play style, but it's definitely a game that you can't just so play for three hours straight. Like you play one battle, maybe two, and then you need a break. Um, and it's just, it's very wordy for like a tactical game like this. And it's so wordy. It, it's just, yeah, I just, you just want to play. Just let me play. <laughs> and then when you jam it, like you want to jam a, but then you're like, well, shit, am I gonna, am I missing something? Cause you are, you're missing the story, right? And that's the yeah. whole point. If you're going to jam a, you're going to miss the story. So, do you want to just commit to just not caring about the whole story? It's not like some games where you can kind of do half. Like you, you just commit to one or the other. I'm, I'm here for the story, or I'm not here for the story. And it's tough to just say I'm, I'm going to skip the entire story of a campaign. It, it's hard to say that, right? So you once, pre- once you skip the story, then it doesn't feel as fun. Like you really, you need yeah. that story to be a little bit more efficient. Because Agreed. you don't want to skip it, you know. Then you start doing battles, and you don't know why, and you just you're just on a death march. Correct. So I did not skip it, but like it drains you. So <laughs> I ended up doing like two battles. Which what some run, you... some of the battles are 30, 40 minutes. Yeah, Wargroove has always had long battles. Although I feel like the battles might have been longer in Wargroove. That or just I'm I'm better at Wargroove, so it was faster. What did you think of the way they had like four different campaigns that? largely were not super connected to each other. They certainly weren't sequels or anything. What did you think of having these like four smaller campaigns versus the original game that had this one big campaign? I, I I liked the original story 10 times better with the, the flow of the bad guys and the characters. And yeah, this one felt very odd. It's almost like four mini games, like mini like individual games. Yeah. built into it i don't really know what they were trying to do with that so yeah i i agree i think i just love the art style i do love the characters and the the charm of them and 
the level designs and the like it's just too much story for these types of games and the stories are kind of weird so they're not good i guess that's the problem maybe if they were like good stories you would care more you know yeah yeah they started off with the mouse people and then it was like okay this is kind of neat and then it was like yeah immediately it was like what a mess and then the mm-hmm. end the end of the last game everybody's like friends together and then in this one between the four campaigns and the roguelike yeah. mode that had these weird stories about getting mm-hmm. birthday gifts and whatever like it just lacked a story and i i i'll say it again i i feel like they, sh- they they should not have brought the characters from the first game to this one it became too well, like locked brought, on well you know what it was i think they could have brought some they tried to bring all of them and it was just it mm-hmm. was too much like right. like just pick three to five of your favorite characters and bring them over and then that's fine you don't need to bring mm-hmm. them all over right the other part that really bothered me was like these in-between levels where it's like you have to move your character through a castle and there's no enemies. And right. it's like you only can move four spaces at a time. And then it's going to say like end turn, turn two. Let me, but you're not fighting. You're literally just walking. And it was like really weird. I, I don't know. Yeah. Some, some of them you moved four spaces and then you could just move four spaces again and then move them again. Yeah. So you got to a square. It, it, I, I it's super bizarro. Like I said, I thought it was going to be a pirate game and Me that too. was just like one sub story of a campaign. That was it. And it just it didn't have an identity. I, I'll never th- remember that when I'll, I'll still remember the first game and the overarching storyline. This game, that I'll never remember the story. It was yeah. yeah, like it was just never. Um, They didn't have any I mean, side quests in this one either. It was just, you know, you just went through the, the no. campaign. I will say it. It. I don't know if it will be close. It might still make my top 10 of the year just because I do love the concept of Wardroot 2 and the characters. It's just what they did with this compared to the first one was eh. Mm-hmm. I mean, and again, I haven't even finished it yet, so it's hard to say it's going to be on any list without finishing it. <laughs> but um, Not on my top 10, that's for sure. Uh, speaking of uh, wordy uh, tactics games, um, I've been playing Persona 5 Tactica which I've been really excited to play. It came out the same day as Mario RPG. And this is the Persona 5 universe. It's like sort of a sequel to Persona 5, but it's a tactics-based game. Looks like looks like Mario and Rabbids um, more than a war group. Okay. And um, I did a first look for it for the Nintendo Dads. It is uh, very stylish. Um, it's trying to imitate the first game. Not quite. It doesn't quite do it as well, um, but it's got a lot of the same stuff to it. And uh, the the persona system's a little bit different here. In fact, I just they just opened up the persona system more widely. So all the characters can have multiple personas, but you can only have you can only choose one in a battle. You can't like pick between them when you're fighting. Um, and whatever, I don't have a criticism of that. I think it's just probably made more sense for the game. It has been very chatty very chatty and before every battle there's like uh some storyline that happens and then there is like you can go to this room and then there might be some chat and then there's like talk features and then there's more chat it's just endlessly chatty but you have to do the talk because you'll actually earn skill points i forget what they call them but they they'll give you skill points games chatty they they do have dialogue, but I don't know what it is. It it just works better in Persona Five, I guess. Um, or I think they, it's chatty, but then you have some action, and then it's chatty, then you have some action. 
I was playing the game before we started the show and I had about 25 minutes and I didn't do a single battle. It was all chat and very slow running tutorial. I don't know how long the game is. I'm getting the impression that there's not a ton of levels that they're padding it out with all of this chat. That's the only thing it can be. Um, it is, so it is pretty wordy. Mm -hmm. When I've actually done the battles, I've enjoyed the tactics there. It's not just like, you know, shoot a guy. Um, there's all these like things you can do. Like if you, uh, if you hit them in the right way and they go down, then you get another attack. There's this triangle attack thing you can do. There's, um, melee attacks that can cause some interesting things to happen. There's the personas. So it is, it is very varied and I'm about three hours in and it's still tutorializing and holding my hand a lot. So I'm waiting for it to really open up. So it has potential and everything. But it hasn't gripped me yet because I just feel like it's still so slow right now. So I'm hoping that changes. Um, but yeah, it looks pretty mm -hmm. and they, I love the way they do the characters. Oh, also, like your characters from the from the game get sort of brainwashed slash kidnapped. And I, what happens is you have to rescue them. And yeah, like it's it's. Every every battle I go in, it's like change party. And it's like, I only have the three people. And only until the battle I'm about to do um, is, are they going to actually let me change characters? But it, like, it keeps letting you change the party when you only have the same three uh, characters. So okay. um, I also I also played WarioWare Move It's Campaign uh, oh yesterday. We played the through whole the thing. We played through the entire campaign in one sitting. It was about wow. two, a little bit more than two hours, I would say. Okay, that's that's not bad. I love that the campaign was two player. So I started off with me and Melody, and then um, uh, Cedric wanted to play. So after we finished one of the, I mean, what would you call it? Like a little mini story, like you know, a mini you know area. Mm -hmm. uh, then I would trade off to Cedric and then he would be in. And then after that round, I would trade back in and we just did that. We did all the levels and I love that. There was the, I love the two player campaign. I also loved that if you messed one of them up, the other person had a chance to do it right yes, and save I, you. I did like that as well. Um, I so that enjoy. was cool. Did you listen to what I told you to about the voice of Wario and your thoughts on it? Yeah, it's definitely a different voice. He he did talk a lot too. Definitely it was, different. It wasn't he it does, wasn't just but it, it wasn't just mean, wah, it, you know, it was it was like he was talking. But it didn't bother me. <laughs> no. And I don't think I don't think the average person would like I said no, I mean, but <laughs> Yeah, no, it was fine. It was um, fine, I agree. Yeah, but it was fun. It it had it basically had unlimited continues, right? I mean, like if you lost all your lives, you did a Correct. pose and you know, it was all very easy. And then you got four more lives left. I don't know what I think about that. I think that's very accessible for like, in my case, families. But some of the fun of WarioWare is you do a particular area and you get a certain set of puzzles. And then you lose and you have to mm -hmm. start over from the beginning. But really starting over from the beginning is not that big a penalty. It's only about like 10 or so, like, 10 or so puzzles you have to do or 15 puzzles or something like that. And then, you know, you fight a boss. So if you ever lost and you had to do it all over again, you're just better at it. 
And I I don't know why they did unlimited continues. It sort of felt like pressureless that like, oh, it's OK. We we all died. Um, we're just going to get four more lives again. That's that's it. So I, if, if I could change one thing, it would be that. And then it unlocked him, I guess, two player levels after I finished. And um, I, I, I'd like to do that, but I, I haven't convinced any of my kids to to do that one. Uh, another game that I played on PlayStation five was until dawn and oh my gosh, I loved this game. Um, this is made by Supermassive games. These are the people that did, uh, um, the quarry and this is from 2015, which is really amazing because this is seven years before the quarry. And a lot of the bones of the game are very similar. It's a group of like teenage type people and they have to survive the night. And there's some like supernatural stuff going on. And it's just so similar. I didn't realize that the quarry was so similar to that. But uh, for a seven year old game, it actually looks really good. And I totally got into all the characters and um you know, it's it's just it's it's a purely narrative game. You have to make choices, but they do let you move around. So there's there's sequences where you're holding like a flashlight, which is usually your phone, which I think is a really cool modern sort of touch for it. And yeah, you, you have characters that you have to try to keep alive. They're dying and you don't really know what's going on. And this story has a few different storylines that are happening. But I absolutely loved it. It's instantly one of my favorite horror games. It's definitely scarier than The Quarry as well. Uh, and it doesn't even need a remake. It's actually it's actually really good. It really it really held up well. So if if you love narrative games and haven't tried this one, um, I would definitely recommend it. Um, I think it's on PS5 and probably. Oh, no, this is actually published by Sony. Um, which I thought was weird, but they published this one. So this is a PlayStation exclusive, but the company has made games that are not Sony games. So. And then the last game that I am playing right now is Dredge. I thought you weren't going to play this. I well, I played the demo and it was like, you know, that was fine, but it's just a fishing game. I wasn't sure if I was going to like it, so I didn't want to pay for it. And then I accidentally bought it. Uh, <laughs> I accidentally it somehow got in my cart and then I went to buy another oh, game right. and I pressed the buttons too fast and I realized I bought it. So We've all done that with something, but I was interested. Obviously I was interested in the game enough that it actually had a somehow managed to get into my cart. So I, it wasn't like I, I didn't want to play it. I actually was still kind of thinking about it and it's got, it's got its hooks in me real, real good. <laughs> it's a really good game. I totally get why a lot of people love this game. It basically takes all of the when you think about a game where you're doing a grind, kind of like we talked about with Diablo, mm -hmm. uh, you know, one of those games where you you get quests to do and then you you do them and, and like ticks them off and then you get like a power up and then you feel more powerful, like you really feel it. And so you want to keep playing because, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, you'll get an upgrade to your um, your boats, mo uh, your motor. So you go faster and it's like, oh, I want to play because I want to see I, I'm faster now. I want to play a little bit more. And then you'll get an upgrade to like your uh, fishing uh, uh, nets and, and everything. And it's like there's always something that keeps you wanting to play a little bit more. OK, you know, maybe you're going to go grind and 
catch a bunch of fish and make a bunch of money so you can buy some cool things. It's just so perfectly attuned. There's always something that's really close to, to upgrade to or do. And uh, I, yeah, I'm totally, it's got its hooks in me real good. Um, I'm pretty far into it. I don't know where the ending is in this game, but I'm really loving it. And I, I'm definitely excited to eventually play the DLC, which came out last week. Uh, I definitely recommend this one. Um, I, I, I've really enjoyed it. Um, I won't, I won't even say the demo didn't do it justice. I just, I played the demo for like 20 minutes and it was like, okay, mm -hmm. but it, it, it really does expand and it does an excellent job with it. So, uh, I think they did a great job. I think this, this one was nominated for indie game of the year as well. Hmm. Um, it's really fun. And I'm really curious to see if there's a motivation to play the game again. It's one of those games you kind of do. How long is it? I don't, I haven't finished it. I don't think it's super long. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's super long. It doesn't feel long. Like I'm not at a point where I'm like, oh, this game's really dragging, you know? Yeah. Uh, I'm just having a lot of fun with it. And then every so often I stop and I do some side quests and then I push the story forward. It's just a lot of fun, especially once you get your boat to move a lot faster. You just start cranking and finding some you know, materials that can buy you some upgrades and then you get some fish and then you find some weird fish and then you can expand. Every time you catch a fish, you have to put it on your boat and it's like, it looks like a Tetris board, yeah, yeah, yeah. a small board and you have to kind of fit them in and like, like in their different shapes. But then you start getting more and more space on your boat. So you start going on fishing trips and you catch a couple sharks and throw them in there. Hmm. Like I said, it's one of those games. There's some games that even when you power up, you don't feel that much more powerful. And then there's games that when you power up, you feel it. And this is one of those games. Hmm. Um, so really love it. Really interested to see how the, the DLC is. Um, but yeah, definitely recommend that one. Very That's nice. everything that I've been playing. Uh, well, John, I've been playing. I went the opposite way and I've been playing Mario RPG. Uh, I like you have never really played it on the Super Nintendo. I I maybe played it like through the first world or second world. I I, I don't really remember. That. I remember a little bit of like the sewer and and I remember the opening scenes, but I didn't really remember the game at all. Um, I am hooked. They did a awesome job at the the animation of this game and um, the way it looks, the way it feels. Again, I can't talk to how it was before if they did any quality of life improvements but for an rpg i love how quick it is to get this game rolling like for example even battles you get into a battle super fast once you beat your enemy you get out of that battle super fast there's not like this big extravagant um like leveling up system like right after where it's trying to tally everything or any load screens, it's super quick, uh, which I absolutely love. It's it's in and out of battles, which kind of encourages you encourages you to fight more monsters. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, sometimes mm -hmm. RPGs like Xenoblade was always a good example. It's like you wanted to fight a lot of enemies because it leveled you up, but you knew that a battle could take like five to seven minutes, which was ridiculous for just like an everyday normal enemy. Mm -hmm. But like, if you can beat an enemy in less than sixty seconds and move on. Or maybe like thirty seconds. If you, like, I'm all in. Like that, I'll I'll stop and I'll fight more guys to level up. So, the quicknesses of the battle. Again, I don't know if that's like an improvement or if that's how the old school game was, but really enjoying that. 
the upgrading system for your items is super simple, right? You can have, uh, you pretty much can have a weapon, some type of armor, and some type of accessory. That's mm -hmm. it. Each character has three items. The only thing I'll say that was kind of interesting is, so this new take on how you can do your, your, your action commands, right? To make it like um, AOE damage and stuff like that. It, it's all based on the timing of when you hit an enemy. So the weird part, John, that I keep finding is, is when you get like a new weapon, right? So I'm going to use um, Mario, for example, right? You can get a hammer and then later in the game, you get like a Cooper shell that you throw at people. When you go to hit A is very different because the hammer, you walk up to the enemy and you take a big swing and then you want to hit A as he hits the guy. The Koopa shell, for example, you throw it up in the air and you kick it at somebody. So, like, just when you get your A timing down for a character and their weapon, you 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 know you upgrade, you buy a new weapon, and now you have to figure out that timing again mm -hmm. because it's 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 very different. And I guess it's cool because it keeps you on your feet rather than you know for the whole game you're just pushing a a a at least it's now like you did a time it differently so you have, you kind of have to pay attention i don't know if i love it i don't know if i hate it i can't really decide yet but it, it's definitely a different take on your action command and how it works is that different uh, than like the paper mario games because isn't that how those games are you use the hammer and you co correct um no um, but when you I use mean, the hammer in Paper Mario, I think you hold the left joystick and you push A when it lights up. Right. So it's it's kind of the same motion. It's just a def, def, I guess the difference I, is is when you push A. You might push A a half a second into it. You might push A a second and a half into it. Which is and I guess like in in those games you have the it's like hammer and boots like the whole game. I mean essentially right. Yeah, pretty much. And you can upgrade your hammer and upgrade your boots. But this right. one, you, you can get different, which is, again, pretty nifty. But for the most part, it's the same concept, right? Um, you know, Bowser, you can get chain chop, so you can throw the chain chop. One item is you get gloves, and you literally pick up Mario, and you throw Mario at the enemy. So it's just it's just different action commands. You're just pushing A at a different time, mm -hmm. which which is fine. It's just it's, it, it, it throws you off, but it keeps you on your feet as well. Um, so I, I do like all that stuff. I love how it's easy to upgrade. Um, and then overall, for me, then the first time playing this game, I just love the quirkiness, uniqueness of this game, the the, the dry humor, the fun of it. Uh, a lot of cool characters that I never really knew were in this, right? So this was Super Nintendo days, right? So was this after, this was after Super Mario World, right? So it's cool to see just a lot of these random characters that even throwback for, to Super Mario 2 and just unique, unique enemies, right? It's just a lot of fun, the different environments. It's not your traditional, you know, snow levels and desert levels. And it's just, it's different and it's it's a lot of fun. So I'm really enjoying it. I'm almost nine hours in already. I have, I think, five of seven stars. Again, I don't know what that means. I don't know if it means if I get seven and it ends. I don't. Know I, I've heard seven. it's a relatively short game to credits. Yeah, I don't I know don't if know. I get seven yeah. and I'm halfway done. I don't know, but I know it says there are seven, and I have five. So I okay. think I'm getting there. And Paper Mario, um, I, I can't speak to all of them, but I, I never forget they all blend in. But I think with Origami King, there was no 
correct me if I'm wrong, there was really no motivation to do battles. And I know a lot of the Paper Mario mm. games have that sort of problem where it's like, why should I do this battle? Like in the sticker games, why should I do this battle? I just have to use stickers and I don't want to use stickers. I want to save the stickers. And you don't get like leveling points, whereas in the oh. RPG games, you you do. I, I can't I don't remember origami. I, I know for a fact the original and thousand year door, you do get star points, which is experience points. And every 100 star points, you you get an upgrade. So you level up and then you can pick, you know, plus five flower power, plus five health or mm-hmm. plus five bad or, or badge plus three badges. You can always do those in those two games. I don't remember origami game. So there was always incentives to battle um, in that, at least the, the original two Paper Mario's. Yeah, I don't remember with Origami King if that I don't was there, but like for some in order to get from like point A to where you needed to go, point B, um, you had to fight enemies. So your motivation mm-hmm. was I need to get to where I need to go. But like, yeah, going out of your way, maybe not so motivated. I mean, there's a lot of games that are like that. Correct. Where you don't gain anything. And it's like, why am I doing this? It's taking up time. So I'm glad to see like if you want to sit around for two hours and just grind yeah. and fight enemies and level up and get OP, then great. Yeah, I feel like I am a little overpowered. Um, it's funny, too, when I started the game, if you if you're a fan of Paper Mario, you'll remember like first attack. Or you mm-hmm. can, is always very important, right? You want to jump or hit the enemy before they hit you because right. then you get first turn. So in the beginning of the game, I kept trying to like strategically jump on them or whatever. This game, it does not matter. You always go first. Yeah. Um, there's no such thing as first attack or they hit you first. You just walk into them. So okay. once once you get that, it took me a good 30 minutes because I was just so, you know, natural. Yeah, exactly. But um. Yeah, that was just another one. But yeah, it, you definitely compare it. There's so many. Uh, you can see a lot of stuff that came from that game that merged into Paper Mario. Being such a big fan of that series. So yeah. This is great. This is going to go down as definitely one of my, you know, fun and favorite games. I can't wait to play it. I've never played it either. Yeah, I, you're going to love yeah, it. I had to choose one and I figured I'll do Tactica because I know a bunch of people play RPG. Yep. So, uh, And I am playing uh, it with no guide. I'm not, I, you know, I'm trying to figure out everything myself. And for the most part, it's it's the perfect difficulty balance where you're like, oh, wait, I think somebody said they wanted that. Who was that? And then how you solving puzzles. I mean, there's definitely probably hidden things that I maybe I'm not finding right away. Maybe once I beat the game, I'll go back and try to look for some. But for the most part, I'm trying to talk to every person, seeing what they have to say, and then going to explore the areas to try to find it. Mm-hmm. But Sweet. yeah, Mario RPG. Loving it. Very good. All right. Well, we uh, kicked off our Presence After Dark 2023. This is the second year, right? Second, I, I, yes, I, I know. It is last just second. Year. I do a little stumbled over there last time. I know. I feel I feel like we've done this more, but uh, we started it last year. This is our Secret Santa, and we had a really fun time last year. We had about 18 people do it last year. So far, we've mm-hmm. recruited 14 people. So we want to try to at least match what we did last year. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are not in the deadline uh, to register, because you're going to have to register, yep. uh, is uh, Saturday night, November 25th, 11.59 p.m. Eastern time. Um, and we will give assignments out the next sometime the next day mm. um, so that everyone can get started doing their, their shopping. You're going to know who you're going to be buying for. 
and you know, a lot of us, are, we know a lot of each other. So you kind of have a good idea of what you're going to do. I know last year yep. I got Jesse and I got him some dragon quest stuff. Um, but the rules are, are, are pretty just straightforward. It's just a normal secret Santa. You're going to be assigned somebody. You have to buy them a gift. I think we said, we said, I just said like in the range of 20 to $25, don't go yeah. crazy. If, uh, if you want to save on shipping, like, uh, you can direct ship from Amazon and stuff like that you're going to have their address. Um, if you don't want to, I mean, I, it's hard to say, try not to include shipping costs in that 20 to $30. Cause that could take half of it. it it's, it's hard to really. You guys do what you can afford, do what you're comfortable with. Yeah. Um, but remember, this is a secret, right? So don't don't contact your person and say, what do you like? If you're really stumped, you don't know what to get, contact myself or John and we'll reach out to that person and say, yeah. hey, your secret Santa's having a really you know hard time figuring out what to get you. What are three things you like? Right. Um, yep. You know, and sometimes we, you know, last year we we encouraged people to post it. You're welcome to do that if if, if that makes you feel comfortable. Um, at the end of the day, these are supposed to be fun joke gifts, and if they're if there's something you get and it's usable and, and you love it, it's a bonus. Yeah. Um, what's nice about it too is we're in a Nintendo Discord, so we all yeah. pretty much should like Nintendo. You can get more specific with things, but you know it's always a safe bet. Nintendo's mm-hmm. a pretty good, it's a good bet. And if yeah, if you if you're gonna send something directly from Amazon, which is perfectly fine. Um, you might let us know and we'll let that person know that something is coming to them from Amazon. So they're not completely thrown off. Sometimes people get something and they're like, I didn't order this and they think it's a mistake and whatever. So let us know and we will, um, we can communicate with your, your receiver. So, uh, again, register by Saturday night, 1159 PM Eastern time, November 25th, you'll get your assignment the 26th. And then what we're asking is send your gift out no later than Friday, December 15th. We would like mm-hmm. things to get to your secret Santa by Christmas. There's really, there's really not many worse feelings in this thing when you've sent your gift and they loved it. And like two weeks later, you still haven't gotten one and, and you just don't know where it is or if somebody forgot you. Um, we, we will keep track of who got their gifts, who didn't, we have to do that. Um, but yeah, try to send it out on time. Um, we recommend sooner. We're giving plenty of time. I mean, this is like, tw- like three weeks. Yeah. Do it. Sooner. Um, Just do it, it sooner. try to do it sooner. No rush, but like, get it out yeah. there, get it done. Yep. Um, um, I will say too, we did this last year. It was, it was great. It was so much fun seeing it all is take a, you know, if you want video when you open it and if you don't feel comfortable doing video, just take pictures of, of everything you've got. People love seeing what other people got and, and shared with each other. It's a lot of fun. So definitely we charge that. Definitely. Yeah. I think I love to see the reaction of people get the thing that I got them. Mm-hmm. So, um, to register, just DM either me or drew on the Nintendo dad's discord. Give us your full name and your address and triple check your address. Make sure you are giving us an accurate address because mm-hmm. if you mess it up, it's it's not going to get there. So just triple check it. Make sure you make sure you got it right. Cool. That's it. Um, That's we good. also have a monthly mayhem going on. Uh, this is the Super Mario Brothers Wonder Mayhem. We are it's a four round contest. We are through three. And let me see. Uh, I did. I updated the leaderboard today. Um, so right now in first place is Texas Trey with 51 points. Second place is Beer Beer Cerveza with 49 points. And in third place is our very own Bob Cousy with 47 points. Um, it is a Ooh. close competition. 
And uh, yeah, the right now we are doing what is the name of it? The Sunbaked Skirmish KO level KO arena. And really, it's anybody's ball game. Anybody, anybody yeah. who wins this round has a really good chance of at least tying for first place. So uh, it's it's exciting. It's it's been uh, it's been uh, fun. You've participated in this. What do you what do you think about it? Have you seen the competition going on? It's pretty insane. It's, it's unbelievable. I mean, the some of the videos and stuff that they sent and and I these this is how mayhem was came into existence. Competitions like this where people post their times. And people just try to beat it. That's like the fun of it. You know, don't wait to the last minute, guys. Like, get the competition rolling. You want people to, you know, challenge it and, <laughs> and, and try. That's that's the fun part of it. Yeah. Um, I think it's pretty much anybody's ball game at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, um, but that that finishes up on the 23rd. So make sure you get your scores in by the uh, end of the day, the 23rd. That'd be uh, midnight Eastern time. 11:59 p.m. Eastern time um on the uh, 23rd. So, it's coming up just a few days. Mhm. That's been a good contest. Wonder is amazing. It's it's a really great game. It really is. And uh Koozie, like posted a video of him getting it just an insane time and it was Yeah, that like, was ridiculous. Amazing to watch the strategy there where he ran like to the, the end jump. of the level and then kind yeah. of returned back. Yep. Um, insane. Agreed. All right. Also this week, I mean, not in Nintendo Dads and Nintendo Dads After Dark news. Uh, the Game Award nominees were announced. Uh, Jeff Keighley announced these. Uh, what was it? A uh, Monday, a couple Mondays ago, or I, I can't remember. It feels like feels like forever ago, honestly. Mm-hmm. A lot of great representation by Nintendo. In fact, I think Nintendo had the most nominations overall um yeah and I, I what i think was the biggest surprise for me anyway is that super mario brothers wonder made it into the game of the year nomination list that is something i did not expect because this whole contest seems to be i mean just going by announcements and the games and the crowd this is more about kind of edgier pc and hardcore gaming console mm-hmm. gaming and to see Tears of the Kingdom, which you knew was going to be nominated, but then a 2D Super Mario Brothers game get nominated, uh, taking up a third of them. I, I yeah. was pretty shocked by this. What did you think? No, I, I mean, I agree with you, too. It's it's when you look at the other games in the category, it doesn't necessarily <laughs> fit. I mean, it, it, it's simple as that. I mean, they're all pretty much open worlds, exploration, story driven games. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, shows shows you know one has a little bit of magic in there. I mean, I don't think it has a chance of winning, to be honest, compared to these other games and knowing the the audience and the crowd of who's voting and whatnot. Uh, yeah, I'm not even sure Tears of the Kingdom will win, to be honest. But I think they got I a shot. Think, I think it, I think it does. You know, looking at the list, it has a shot. I mean, again, I haven't played a lot of these because they're not Nintendo, but. If I had to pick one of the other four, let's just say, based on this is someone from the outside looking in, John, right? Just seeing the hype on the internet and the the the, the videos and everything that everyone has been talking about, my personal pick would be Boulder Gate 3. Mm-hmm. 
but I think that's the favorite going in. That again, that's just me seeing and, and seeing what the internet has been talking about for the last twelve months. And I think mm-hmm. that one has been the most talked about, the most relevant that I've been seeing. Yeah. Um, yeah, my personal winner would be Tears of the Kingdom, but um the thing about Baldur's Gate is a little more recency bias. And it has more replayability. Um, people have played through a hundred hours plus of the game and then started another game. Whereas I think with Tears of the Kingdom, I, I know that I'll replay Tears of the Kingdom down the road, but certainly not ready for it now. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas Baldur's Gate 3, you can get a completely different story. In fact, I want to play through it um, during Christmas break again. Jeez. And um, yeah, I think with all the other games, I mean, Spider-Man 2 is incredible. I had such a blast with that game. Uh, but again, once you finish it up, you're you're kind of done, you know, in a couple of years, I'm sure play it again. But yeah. yeah, I think Baldur's Gate 3 is the leader, but I can see Tears of the Kingdom winning and I and I think it should win. Because as much fun as I had with Baldur's Gate 3, it is hard to top, you know, an action game where you're using a sword and using items and you can just sit back and veg a little bit and have fun. Baldur's Gate was always so cerebral and methodical and positioning your characters. And I enjoyed the game a ton, but it was just, it was a hard game to just simply relax to. Um, mm-hmm. So I would choose Tears of the Kingdom um, for sure. Uh, a lot of other categories that uh, Nintendo games were in. The, the one that's always interesting on the Nintendo side is best family game. Yep. It was curious to see is Nintendo dominating this category? Uh, but this year was Disney Illusion Island got a nomination. Um, I, I I'm shocked by that. I you know it's just one of those games. You're just like yeah I get it. It's a it's family, but yeah you're right. It's probably the least good game on the list. Um, Party Animals somehow got nominated for this one, and then it was Pikmin Four and Super Mario Wonder for Nintendo. Um, but Sonic Superstars, not a surprise, also got a nomination here as well. I think that's where Wonder takes home that one. I have a feeling Wonder will be. The other one was multiplayer. And if I remember right, where are you? Best multiplayer game. Best multiplayer. I will say I had a lot of fun multiplayer with that game. Some people loved it and some people didn't like it. I thought it it was great. I thought it was genius. The standees and the ghosts. And Mm -hmm. I'm not going to lie. Some of those star levels, the ghost or standees helped saved me a few times oh my god yeah you know like and 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 like when you're the ghost and you're jamming and you're like no 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 come save me save me save like yeah. it's intense it was fun i thought it was a cool little you know concept and people always seemed willing to come and help you yeah, like they could like, they could just ignore you but I, i've seen people like come backwards and like let me help this dude out who i don't even know who it is yeah, exactly but i'm gonna help you out um, yeah, best multiplayer game, Baldur's Gate 3, Diablo 4, Party Animals, Street Fighter 6, Super Mario Brothers Wonder. I'm really curious about that one. How about um, Advance Wars 1 and 2 getting in for best sim or strategy game? I mean, it, it makes sense. I, I don't know if it'll win. And it's, it's I mean, just it's not better risk. than Fire. I mean, Fire Emblem Engage is better than that. I mean, yeah, like it, it shouldn't win because I mean, Engage was was better. Plus, it's it's just it's just a it's almost like a remaster. Would you consider Pikmin four in that category or is that an oddball? Um, Pikmin has always been an oddball genre. I mean, what would you 
peg it as it's it's kind of it's like a strategy it's a strategy game yeah I if guess. you if you think about like like those classic games like starcraft warcraft you're really doing the same thing it's just the mechanics are a little bit different you're you're taking characters you're making them do things and that's kind mm-hmm. of like you know a rts sort of thing i don't know who will win this one you know city skylines 2 is a is that's the sim and then you have the strategy so yeah, it just feels like they lumped these in. I don't know how a sim and a strategy are the same, but um, I can see Pikmin four just winning the category. Yeah. Um, what else was interesting? But like there, there's there's, you know, I thought Nintendo did great, got represented yeah. well. And. Um, yeah. What about RPG? What, you, what were the RPGs? Best RPG, Baldur's Gate 3. I feel like Baldur's Gate 3 got nominated for every award. What, when is this award show? Uh, it should be early December. Hmm. It should be early December. And you can vote. You can vote for these. You have to sign in or make yeah. an account. But um, Hades 2 win most anticipated. It looks like December 7th. Oh. You know, the most anticipated is probably either going to be Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth or Hades 2. I don't I can't see Rebirth losing this category. But that definitely seems right, like it. Uh, Avatar is not in here. Well, Avatar is coming out that day apparently, December 7th. I think it's the 9th, right? Avatar? I thought it was oh, maybe the 8th. Oh. Um it is Oh no, you're right. It is the 7th. I still don't figure out how that's going to work. What I'm do you not, mean? I'm, with Luna, I might just have to buy the game. Or can I? I didn't. Or can I just? Do, do you still not know how that's going to be available on Luna? I don't. I mean, it's going to be available. It said it was going to be. Yeah. And I like you have to buy a, an expanded pack or something like that. It still feels weird that they're just going to give that one away. Well, they charge eighteen dollars a month for the. Um, oh, the Ubisoft. Ubisoft the Ubisoft. Yeah, so you're gonna basically oh. spring for that for as long as you're playing Avatar, and then, like, yeah. do they think people are gonna subscribe to Ubisoft and then sort of let it go forever? I mean, you know, what's it called? The Last Frontier, right? Frontiers of Pandora. Frontiers. Let me see. Yeah. Come back to me later. Let me. I'm gonna. I'm gonna look at Amazon and see if it if it lists as like coming soon or anything. Um, yeah, I mean, our, our Amazon Luna um, customers that are listening to this podcast are just on the edge of their seat right now. How am I going to play this? <laughs> it so does it's... make you wonder. Um, I saw online somebody had a complaint saying, like, why are you announcing the nominees like in early part of November? There's I mean, you're you're announcing nominees almost 10 months into a year. Mm. Does this mean I mean, technically, Avatar should be eligible for game of the year next year, but it'll be a 2023 game. So why not have this? Why not have the award show in January? Why did they do that? I think part of it is they just, it's the season, you know, January is just this cold dead month. I don't know. I think it's a good time to do it. It does make you wonder though, how come they don't try to release these games before the game of the year awards? Because if if forgetting all that, like, Game of the Year awards just they happen the first week of December. 
And there's a lot of gamers that are like paying attention to it. And, you know, I I look at the nominees for game ideas. I do. And so why didn't they try to just make sure to release Avatar three weeks earlier mm-hmm. than what they're doing? They could have maybe got a nomination. Um, they probably would have gotten at least one nomination, if not game of the year. I mean, something. Right. Yeah. So why, why did they why did they get it? You know, so so late. Um, you can make the same argument for Mario RPG. You can make the same argument for Persona 5, but I don't think I don't think those two have, you know, the the possibility to get significant mm-hmm. award nominations like an Avatar would. Agreed. So um, but I'll be curious to see if Avatar actually gets nominated next year. Like I'll actually remember that this game came out after the nominations. So yeah, can I'm it- not sure. So looking right now, I mean the only option is eighteen dollars per month. You can cancel anytime. Right. Is it just going to pop up here December 7th and I'm just going to be able to play it? I mean, it should. So, I mean, you're probably going to subscribe that day and you'll either pay for the month or maybe it, maybe yeah. a little bit more or whatever. Um, Yeah, I mean. I, yeah, I find it odd that they're just not even like advertising it. It's it's whoa, not whoa, top of the line console. So, so hold on a second. <laughs> No, but if I'm on Luna's homepage right now. Yeah. Purchase- it should be as clear as day. They should be Absolutely. advertising and pushing it. They should be like out there going, play it for just for for an $18 oh. subscription. I mean, they don't want to sit there and say, just do it for a month and then you can but cancel. Like This is interesting. I don't know what this means. So it says Black Friday up 75% off Ubisoft. Assassin's Creed Valhalla, $15. So can I just buy... Is it a cloud version of Valhalla for $15 and I don't need a subscription? So You're I'm the wondering... one with Luna, my friend. Yes, here we go. I just clicked the game. <laughs> I can play it for $18 a month or it's on sale. I can buy Valhalla right now for just $15 and I have to assume it's a cloud version of the game. It's absolutely so, a cloud version because so yeah, that's, that's yeah, all what Luna is. Well, maybe not because... Should Ubisoft be like a digital version through Ubisoft? But it'd still be cloud, I guess. Yeah, that's not how Luna works. Luna is a yeah, cloud no. system. So my point is, is when Avatar comes out, I wonder if it's going to be the same thing. I can buy it for $70. What's better deal there? Am I going to beat it in like three months and save myself a few bucks? Yeah, or no, do- like you're not you're you don't play games a second time. You're probably going to get done with it in a month. Just knowing the way you play games, even if it's two months, it's less than forty dollars yeah. for the game. Yeah, I, think I mean, if you good. were kind of a, re- a repeat gamer, I'd say, yeah, just buy it. It's Avatar. You might play it again, but you're not. You're not going to play it again. No, I won't play it again. Yeah, plus it will charge me to beat it in a month or two. Yeah, and then if you have extra time or whatever, you can. I mean, I don't know if you I'll will. Play, but I'll, yeah, play Valhalla or something. All right, okay. I like that strategy. All right. Um. We also got Indie World while you were away. We and did. this one was about 20 minutes long. Uh, there was a bunch of games, a good bunch of games, like 16, 17 games, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a mixed bag. Um, did you get to watch this? Nope. You didn't watch Indie World? I did not. I, I thought it was, it was just like a hypothetical question and you were supposed to go, yeah. <laughs> nope. This is probably the first direct I've never watched. I mean, if 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 they said that they're showing an indie world live stream right now, you would be watching it. 
Yeah, but I was just in a different mode. I was on vacation, and uh, and then I saw like the list of games, and I'm just like, eh, like nothing that seemed. Maybe you're just reading titles. I saw a couple. You know, once you know, once you're on social media, you see like Nintendo's posts and trailers for individual games and stuff. So you you do see a lot of it, right? And you know how I feel about the indie directs. How many guys did the show sitting on couches? There was several groups of developers. My favorite though See? was there was a, a team of that. a there was a team of Italian developers, and the game the game looked okay. It was called On Your Tail, but I wasn't like you know sold on it or anything like that. And then, but one of the developers was an Italian woman, and she just starts speaking Italian, and I was like, I will buy your game. You've convinced me with your mm. Italian accent. Um, so that was effective. <laughs> but you didn't buy it. I didn't know. I'm not. Uh, yeah, I, I usually the, with the indie worlds. I love indie games, but with these indie worlds, I don't usually see a lot. I did like Howl. Um, I played the demo for Howl, and I think it's a very interesting game. What's well, weird? I'll probably play it down the road. Um, I don't just like too many the art games. style. Yeah, it's kind Watermark. of like um, it's like a puzzle game. And you have a certain number of moves or actions you can take. And then they kind of you, you, you pre-plan them and then you hit go and then it, it does them all. And you have to kind of get a good feel for like what's going to happen because the enemies are going to react and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a similar to like, you know, into the breach a little bit, I guess. I don't know. I, I haven't really seen a game like that. Um, it has a pretty art style. I will say the oh my gosh, the background music was so like super calming and I kept my eyelids got so heavy from it. Hmm. Um, it, it just it made me it was like putting me to sleep. I was like, is there I wish there was an option to have just some livelier music because this is like, um, you know, whatever. But no, it was pretty good. I'm probably going to get it down the road when I, I need something to play. Um, it was uh, very interesting. Um. Other than that, uh, Braid is an awesome game. They're doing an anniversary edition for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I might be in on that. I do know as you get to the tail end of the game, the challenge is so hard. Like it starts off as a fun little time mechanic type game. I don't know if you've ever seen how Braid plays. Okay. Have not. you ever played Braid? Nope. It's uh, it was one of the first games that really played with time. So you're a character, you make some moves, you hit a button. And then your character like does it again, but you have your live version of the character and you kind of interact. It's it's gets kind of crazy. So it at first it's really fun or whatever. By the end of the game, you're like sitting there going, oh, it's like doing pre-calc in your head. And you're like, oh, I'm like, yeah, I can't do this. Uh, but it really is. It's an incredible game. I, I I'm I'm probably down for playing it again. Um, that comes say, out April next year. Moonstone Island looked interesting to me. I was like, this jam looks like something I'd play. And then when it started with the, like the simulator shit, I'm like, oh, what? Why? I'm out. Because <laughs> like that's my type of art style. Those are my type of games. You know that I like that. And then I was like, I don't want to be farming and shit. I, I'm mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. But besides that, it looks cool. There were a lot of games here that were multi-genre. Yeah. Um, Backpack Hero looked interesting in the beginning. It was like, in fact, when we were talking about it live in the Discord, I was like, oh, this looks good. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was like, oh, you have, you put your inventory in your backpack and that becomes like the actions you can take. And then later on, there was like all these other genres kind of smushed into it. And I was like, uh, never mind. This looks like 
this looks like way too much. Um, mm. uh, the game that you need to play, maybe you and I should play it together. Is where is it? I had it on my list over here. Um, oh gosh, hold on. What is the um, and it wasn't on this one, although it had a title that was um, I have to, I have to, I have to find. Oh, was it Cobalt Core? I think it was Cobalt Core. That's not on this list. Not on the, no, it's not on this list, but um, you and I might need to pick a time and both play Cobalt Core together. Take a look at that trailer when you get a chance. And um, it's like a deck building game with some other mechanics to it. And it looks really cool and colorful. And I have it on oh. my um, I have it on and my it, wish list. And kind of like simple. Yeah, I simple. I'm 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 not just, I'm not really necessarily waiting for a sale. It's just there's too much to play right now. But it's um, space themed almost. Yeah, I'm I'm totally uh, excited for Cobalt Core. It's where'd out. You, it's out already. Where'd you see this tr- trailer or whatever? I can't remember. It was it was like a month ago or something, I think. Um, I can't I remember know. where I saw that promoted, but um, yeah, it definitely tickled my fancy. Huh. So, um, yeah, bunch of stuff. Uh. They did announce Outer Wilds. Mm-hmm. Um, I know they announced this like three years ago. I want to know because I've seen this more and more lately with tr- like these presentations that are showing trailers. It looked so bad in the footage. Like the frame rate was like two. It was like and so you're you're never sure if it's the presentation that's sort of messing it up. Mm-hmm. But. I hope that they like are taking good care to show games in their ideal, like how they're going to play because I was looking at that footage. I was like, Oh my God, like what is this? The same yeah. thing happened with a Highland song. It was so stuttery. I, I, I really hope that's not like a mistake in the presentation. I mean, like if that's the game, then that's the game fine. But like, it really made me question like, is this the way the game looks? Um, but if you get a chance to look at that footage of, um, outer wilds it's like I, what are they it, i just it looked bad in the presentation um i need to watch the uh the the vod of it but it, i don't know i just hope that they do that i just hope they they're, they're showing it in their best light all right so that was indie world um yeah i i give it a c i guess uh it wasn't it didn't do a lot for me <laughs> but um yeah and they didn't have a one more thing it was very unusual what to give <laughs> so i guess um i wanted to talk about uh something that i've noticed with myself over the last i think year okay. um, i've become much more likely to play easy mode in games and that is something i've never done before never done before well, i think I've... well i think i'm not going to say in your defense but I will say, I think a lot of more games are, when you start, give you the option. Like, here's the difficulties. What do you want to play? Mm-hmm. Where I think a lot of games in the past, you'd have to go into the settings and change it. Do you, do you agree with that? Um, I don't know if that, I don't know if that was the, that's the difference, really. But yeah, you're right. They do, they, they do make it obvious up front. Mm-hmm. Um, but normally, like... 
you know, you want the experience that the developers sort of pre-planned for you. And you're afraid that if you, if you play it in easy mode or you play it, you know, if you played in easy mode, you know, you feel like you're not really giving it your all that you're running away from the challenge or something to that effect. Mm -hmm. And I, it's not that I've played a lot of games in easy mode this year, but I'm more willing to just play a game on easy mode um, because I just kind of kind of I want to play and I want to see the story. And that's it. Um, and I don't know if that's just I don't know what that is like. I know I've heard a lot of people say they kind of do that, and I don't know. I don't know why. Um, but like when I played Baldur's Gate three, I just went in there saying I'm going to play it on the easiest mode possible. And I assure you, it was not easy, mm -hmm. but I never even considered playing it on a normal difficulty mode. And, and I think a lot of that was based on the fact that Divinity Original Sin was so hard to me and I didn't want to give up on this game. Um, and then the other thing, too, is I'll play games that are on streaming services on easy mode, I guess, because I feel like I'm not cheating myself or something that effect because I didn't buy the game. But have you has that happened to you? Do you like change the way you no, play? You no, know, it always comes up and I, I'm I'm not a hard mode guy, but I'm definitely not an easy mode guy. Right. So, mm -hmm. for example, like I, I, RPGs are, are definitely one where like it's not going to be fun for me. See if stars was kind of a good example, too. Like, I don't know. It's not fun. If I want to enjoy the game, if I'm just winning every battle and not even having to use items or there's no point in healing, that's not part of the game in my eyes. So um, I struggle when it comes to that. I, I, I'm i just a normal mode guy, I like a little bit of challenge, but I want to be able to not have to spend an extra 10 hours playing the game either. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I'm somewhere in the middle. Um, do you remember in Sea of Stars when you could get those little, I can't remember what they called them. Were they relics or uh, yeah, something? Yeah, whatever but, they were, yep. Yeah, you could buy them and it would make certain elements of the game a little bit easier. Correct. Um, that was super interesting. Um, well, sea of Stars was its own world because I just wanted to be done with that game. So I did turn some <laughs> of those things on and then I still didn't finish it. Sea of Stars didn't get, did Sea of Stars get any, did it get I, any? Yeah, there was, used, there was one, I did see one, I forget which category it was. I was legit shocked that it didn't, like an indie game didn't get a Game of the Year nomination. I don't um, know, it, it kind of, I think it overstated its welcome, personally. I know RPGs are long, but I think it overstated its welcome. I know, I, I personally did not love it. Oh, it got two nominations, Best RPG and Best Independent Game. Okay. Uh I didn't love it either. Hmm. It was it was pretty. It was it had great music. It had all the elements, but I it didn't come together for me. But I was still I was still expecting it to get uh, a game of the year nomination and uh, and it didn't. But it did get two. So um that's not terrible. That's not terrible, I guess. Yeah, I definitely think playing um more complicated games on uh on an easy mode is the way I kind of want to play now honestly if i could play sekiro <laughs> on easy mode i would have chosen it but uh it's unfortunately not available so that's why i can't finish that game because it's too hard for me but uh yeah overall i still play a lot of normal mode stuff but i think i'm getting to the point in my life where um i'm willing i'm i'm thoughtful about about doing easy mm -hmm. mode so that's it tell me about razors 
So I've, I'm in the market for a new straight razor, John, because I've had the same one for a long time. I need to buy some more disposable razors. And I'm, I'm a guy, I've ha- I, I have a Gillette razor that has like the vibrate mode on, right? You have any, you have one of those? No, no, I just have a straight razor. What do you mean by a straight razor? Like, what like do you old... mean by straight razor? Like a Gillette, I, like five blade razor. Yeah, I just finished up a long running Dollar Shave Club glut yeah. of razors that I had, yeah. and then I had this Gillette one. I think okay. Gillette has their own like order ordering club. They okay. sent yeah, yeah, yeah. me um, a blade and a handle like a few years ago, sure. and so I I'm just finishing that up. But I I I actually bought a Harry's starter pack with a few razors that I'm going to try now. Okay. Um, that's the extent of what I do. So, but your razor doesn't have any type of vibration mode or heat mode or anything like that. Nothing like that. Just okay. So I, mine has like a vibration mode, right? And, and I don't know, it's, it's, it's comfort. It makes it feel good. I like it. Uh, but I'm going to go buy a whole, I usually just buy like a, a 12 pack of blades and it usually lasts me like, I don't know, two years. Like, you know, I don't change them that often. I probably should. But anyways, <laughs> so I was going to go buy another 12 pack. I'm like, oh, maybe I'm going to treat myself to a new razor. So I went on, you know, what's out in the market? What's new technology has come out? And Gillette has a heating element razor. So the head heats up to like 112, you know, Fahrenheit. And it's supposed to, you know, warm your face as you're shaving, which is nice because, you know, like a hot towel shave, you want, you know, you always wipe your face and it's nice and warm before you shave. So now I'm I'm kind of torn. Do I switch over to this heat model, which doesn't vibrate, or do I stay with my vibration one? So I guess my question for the listeners is, does anybody have like a heated razor and what are their thoughts on it? I'm just curious to see if it's like a scam or is it amazing <laughs> or or what is it? Or do I just maybe keep what I got? I guess that's my 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 dilemma, John. I'm in right now. Yeah, like, is it a gimmick that it's like it 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 doesn't make your your shaving experience any better? It's just a way. I mean, these companies have to figure out how to get you to buy a new handle or you know, a new set of blades or something. Otherwise, you're going to keep using the same stuff. Exactly right. So it makes something my up. Point is it is just just the new gimmick for me to buy, or is it legit an upgrade and it does give you a smoother shave? Like in five years, they're going to have like an ice blade. Yeah. And it's actually, yeah, we were wrong this whole time. <laughs> right. So all right, I want to know what people think. Does anyone have a heated razor and what's their thoughts on it? Someone's got to have one out there, right? Some, somebody does. Well, hopefully a listener. It wasn't me. Not me. Um, I've actually had this on the list for a while, but for years I used Trello to track all the games I wanted to play and all the games I played. Mm-hmm. So, and the reason why I do that is at the end of the year, I want to talk about my game of the year and there's no way I'm going to remember all the shit I played throughout the year, especially at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've always used Trello and what I'll do is I'll make a card. I'll put a title on it. I'll go find an animated GIF of the game and what have you. But I've recently in the last month switched to the IGN playlist app. I heard them talk about this app. Like if you listen to like NVC or some of the other shows, they always kind of slyly bring it up. It's actually really cool. Um, You should check it out. Really? But it's the thing that's different about it versus like Trello is, you know, Trello is not designed for this sort of thing. But like 
so if I if there's a game that I want to play, here's what it looks like, by the way. I'm just going to show it to, to Drew here. Okay. Don't don't mind me. But if I want to play a game, if, if there's a game that's like, so what do we what do we just what was the game we just talked about? Was it um, the, that Cobalt core something? Cobalt Core. Yeah. So I'm going to go to uh, my backlog and I'm going to say add game and I'm going to type in Cobalt Core and it'll do a quick little search and it'll find it. Yeah. And what's really neat about it is I don't have to go finding animated GIFs or that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And when I look at my backlog, I'll see it. And then the thing about it is it'll actually show me that when it was released, who the publisher is, some meta information. Versus the other app had just whatever you put in. I mean, the other app, I was just making it up myself. So, like the app yeah, didn't yeah. know that it was a no, game of course, or anything. That's what I'm saying. And you also when you finish a game and I, I i didn't figure this out until i i finished my first game but when you when you go to your um so when you go to play a game you just click on your backlog and you say edit status and then you say playing um and then it'll put it in your playing list and then when you move it from playing to beat or quit it asks you to review the game oh. and so they'll it'll you know like it 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 asks you like what would you rate it? Um, and then it gives you like, there's a whole bunch of like thumbs up, thumbs down little categories. And I usually just skip those. You can do a little written review and then it's cool. And then you can see what other people have rated the game. Um, it has the hours to beat in there. Are all the ratings only through that app? Like, is it not tied into any it's other through the app? Yeah. Yeah. So, it's not like, I mean, I, yeah, gotcha. You, you take it for what it, for what it is. I, I'm not like determining a game by yeah, looking yeah, yeah, through yeah. this. But um, yeah, and then it also tell you what like what system did you play it on, like that sort of thing. And yeah, so whenever I want to look and see my my backlog, like see, I just I just added it. Yeah, it is Cobalt Core is on there, Mario RPG, Divinity. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I'll move things from pause. There's like a paused category, um, so I can park a game that maybe I'm I might come back to. I'm not sure, but I really mm-hmm. like it. It's it's nice. So I had to move my whole Trello list over, and it was kind of painful to like do like a mass you know, data thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, at the end of the year, I have this list now and, you know, I can kind of go through and figure out game of the year stuff and whatever, but it's, it's a free app. It's on iOS. I think it's on Android, um, but I totally recommend it. I, I love it. I got rid of my Trello board now and I have it on my phone with me and um, it's a great little resource. Downloaded. It's, it's, it's great. It's fantastic. And if you don't want to put all your games from this year, or I don't even know if you have it, but you could just, you know, just start building out a backlog. Um, Wishlist is like for games that I don't own. So I can't put anything on my backlog unless I own it. And uh, yeah, helps to keep track of that stuff. It's very cool. Nice. Very cool. All right, Drew. I have a game for you. Oh, God. I hope it's not as embarrassing as last time, John. It's it could be pretty embarrassing. Ah, this is Nintendo Trivia. The Nintendo Switch is coming to the end of its lifetime, and it's time to look back at the games that were on the Switch. Mm -hmm. I've got four trivia questions for you. Let's see how good you are. Um, You can play at home. Just play along. Let us know how you did. And uh, when I ask each question, try to predict if Drew is going to do this or not. Probably... Most of them will be no because I suck at <laughs> trivia, but okay. let's go for it. All right. Hands hands on the camera. No Googling on this one. I'm not, why would I? I'm not, first, not first question, because you're a Patriot fan. You're a fucking cheater. That's wow. what it is. Wow. <laughs> wow. 
All right. Drew? Mm-hmm. Name four games on the Nintendo Switch that mm-hmm. use the IR camera on the Joy-Con. The camera? <laughs> God, I can't name one. Four? There are more than four games that use the IR camera. I need you to name. In fact, there are 11 games in my list that use the Joy-Con camera. Name four. WarioWare. Which one? Doesn't matter. Just WarioWare. WarioWare? WarioWare Move It is one. What's the new one? Okay. Is that the new one? Yep. One, two, everybody switch. Everybody, one, two, switch. That's two. Same thing. Um... (laughs) This is a show about accuracy. Pikmin four. What? How do? How do you use it in Pikmin four? You didn't have. You didn't ask for explanations. You asked for the name of the game. I don't believe it. Pikmin four has the camera. Oh, so are you just guessing? Sure. Do I? Do I have to verify it? I. I I mean, where did your eleven come from? I, I got a list, but uh, there's no way Pikmin Four used the camera. I, I want you to tell me where it uses the camera. This is this is you're not picking a game that's four years old. You're picking a game you just played a few months ago. <laughs> the camera. Um, <laughs> does no? Are all Jetbots games? Do any of Jetbots games use the Joy-Con? No, they don't. Do they? It's all no, they don't. They don't use the Joy Cons at all. Mario Party. No. <laughs> None probably, of them. probably should, though, right? Surprised, actually, it doesn't, but... I guess you can't, because you have multiple people. Only, only one Joy-Con has the camera. So that would be hard to do. Animal Crossing. I, okay, you're desperate now. All right. We should be here all night. I did you just have failed. I got two done. No, I got two so far. Um, Animal Crossing. Where in Animal Crossing? Trombone Party. <laughs> Why can't ooh. you get the names of the games right? <laughs> What's the name of that game? Trombone Champ. Yes, that is three. Yes. Just Dance. No, that should. You think I, I think I think the difference is, again, if you have four people dancing, you don't have four people with what is it? The right Joy-Con? Yeah, true. It requires so it would be tricky. Joy-Con. I know. What yeah, you're saying, but a one player game. OK, if okay. every Joy-Con had it, I think then. Yeah, I think you could. You could make an argument. Maybe all the Joy-Cons should have had it. And then, then more would people would have one hundred and twenty dollars. I know. <laughs> It is amazing they did it even on one Joy-Con and then never used it. Like, why are you adding that cost to a Joy-Con and you're not going to use it? Am I missing an obvious one here? Um, maybe. I mean, maybe it's Mario obvious. Mario Odyssey. Where do you use it in Mario Odyssey? It, it, that it's irrelevant. That you mean the, you do you mean Super Mario Odyssey? No, yeah, you, Mario no. Odyssey. No, it's not in that. <laughs> I I only need one more. 
I mean, you've guessed like 12 of them at this point. You didn't say I had, I couldn't say Ron ones. Yeah. I guess I did. One more. Is it a, is there a first party games in here still that I'm not? Are they all first party? Um, They're not all first party, but there, there are first party games left on this list. Kirby. Oh my God. No, no, you're out. I'm fine. Uh, I'm out. I got three. Three's not you, bad. You have guessed so many times. Three is not bad. You are I'm, literally I'm, just naming games at this listen, point. I am proud of myself on this. <laughs> you shouldn't be. I should be. <laughs> Animal what Crossing. Was, <laughs> that, that was that was my that was my low point. <laughs> Give me some All other right. one. Uh, you said everybody went to switch. You said WarioWare move it. You said trombone party, which is trombone champ. Uh, you missed <laughs> one to switch. Oh, come on. And Nintendo Labo. Ah, that, that's yeah, the I tough skipped, one because it is it is Labo. It is obvious in hindsight. Uh, Game Builder Garage also used it. I freaking yeah. love Game Builder Garage. I really wish I had the time to play that more. Uh, there were some other like uh, kind of like shovelware games. Um, this one surprised me. Ninjala used it. Hmm. Remember Ninjala? Yeah, I do. Yeah. And then the Brain Age brain training game did. But that, that uh, never came here. So you wouldn't have you okay. wouldn't have seen that. All right. Next one. OK, ready. There were 13 games available at launch on launch day for the Nintendo Switch. Drew, oh. name five of them. Five? John, we're going to be here all <laughs> night. God, we better not be here all night. And if you give me fucking Animal Crossing, it's not going to be. <laughs> Zelda. Breath of the Wild, yes. Um... Put yourself, put yourself in launch day. What were you playing? Do they have to have physical parts? No. Physical parts? You mean like parts. is it digital cartridges? Cartridges? Yeah. No, no, no. Just any, any, any of the games that I don't were know, available. Was was Golf Story available at launch, or was that soon after? I think it was the first year, but uh, it wasn't at launch. Uh, Mario Kart Eight. No. What? That came out in April of uh that came a month like a month and a half later. Which hopefully Mario Kart 9 does the same thing. Wow. Should we go back to the the first question? So far you have named one. There is at least one that is so obvious it hurts. Um, the rest, I'm not so sure if you'll get or not. It just depends what you played. Mario. <laughs> <laughs> I like that you just say Mario. And you're like you're Mario. fishing for <laughs> just um, now. What was um... I can hear people screaming through their podcast players right now. Did I play this game? I don't know. Have have you played this game? I think at least two of them you've played. I know for sure one of them you've played. No, I, I got to think at least two of them you played, maybe three. How many are there? There are 13. Oh, I've played two more on this list, you're saying. I think you've played at least two 
possibly three of these games. Available day one. What was that monster truck dirt racing game? Was that was that out? I'm thinking on the Wii. I think that was a Wii launch title. <laughs> Are you thinking? Is it um? What was uh, it? Rally Excite, something? Excite truck? Excite truck? Yeah, that's my guess. Yeah, that was on Wii. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a launch title, wasn't it? It was. I don't even know if it was. I'll look that I, up. I think it was. I don't think it was because I probably would have bought it. Honestly, no, it was. I think it was. Uh, um, two, November 2006. Is that the Wii release date? Yeah. Oh, is it November 05? There's no way. I would have bought it if it was available on launch. Wow, it was available on Listen, launch. Listen, that right there should get me bonus points that I knew uh, that amazingly, was a Wii launch uh, game. Amazingly, it will not get you bonus points. Um, Why did I buy that? I bought like Call of Duty on the Wii launch day. Like, I, I, why didn't I? Why didn't I? I got Ghost Squad, I think. <laughs> Why didn't I buy a Excite Truck? Resident Evil 3. Absolutely not. No. 3? <laughs> Resident Evil. Uh, <laughs> Resident Evil 3. <laughs> You're never going to get to 5, so I might as well give you some hints. Okay, give me some hints. Uh, one of these on. was an answer on the previous question. It was? What's the new WarioWare game t- called? Move it. Okay, so it's not that. Um, <laughs> so it's not that. It came out like two weeks ago. <laughs> not Trombone Champ. Trombone Champ definitely was not a launch game on the Switch. Um, I don't even <laughs> remember the answers I said in the last ones. <laughs> Pikmin 3. Jesus Christ. Two? Um, <laughs> One of them, okay. One of them has two numbers in the title, and it was on the previous question. Two Fuck. numbers. I'm so fucking. I am so fucking worried about you right now. You should be. I have. You manage people. Oh, man, my memory <laughs> is so bad. Uh, I'm gonna forget their names. I haven't been in work in ten days. I guarantee you, people are screaming. One, two, switch. Oh, yeah, that game. That game sucked. I didn't play it. It did. It did. It was it was it was fun once. I should have known. OK, this next title was a game you had never played before the marathon. And then your your family thought it looked good. What what, what, what marathon? Extra life? Yeah. My family thought it looked good. Mm hmm. Spider hatch. No. What did my family thought looked good? You hated it. Was it not on the... Oh, no. I think you secretly did like it. I but hated your, it. your family liked it. I'm so worried for you right now. God, I, I can't even probably name... <laughs> if if the next question is named five games we played during Extra Life, I don't think I would... <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I could do it. Snipperclips. <laughs> Snipperclips. That's the name I was thinking of. That No, I hated that. That game sucked. <laughs> Um, how, how many games launched? Um, so other games on this list were Just Dance 2017, miserable Skylanders Imaginators. That was so, on crazy, the isn't that crazy? Skylanders was a launch title on the Switch. It feels like it's been gone for a decade. Uh, Super Bomberman R. I remember playing that a lot when it launched. I played Breath of Wild. That was it. 
Um, this one is the first game I ever played on Switch. I am Setsuna. Never heard of it. Uh, Snipper Clips, Shovel Knight, Treasure Trove. Didn't play. Uh, yeah, you really need to play that one. Uh, Fast RMX, and then these three games I think are all by the same publisher: World of Goo, Little Inferno, Human ah, Resources Machine. That was World of Goo was also on the Wii. Listen, the fact that I knew it's Sight Truck gets me one extra point. Yeah, that's still doesn't. That still question. doesn't. Uh, all right. Link is one of the most popular characters in Nintendo history. Sure. He appears in no less than eight games on the Switch. Name six games that Link appears in on the Nintendo Switch, and it does not include Nintendo Switch Online games. Man, that's tough. Okay. Well, let's let's go with the obvious here. Breath of the Wild, Tears of the Kingdom. That's one. That's two. How many do I need? You need six out of the at least eight. Okay. Uh, I might be missing something. It's hard. To, it's it was really hard to look that one up, but there's at least okay. eight. Link's Awakening. That's three. You said NSO doesn't count, like Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask. Yeah, they, they, those don't count. Wow. You're halfway uh, there. Hyrule Warriors, the original. I forget what that one was called. Just Hyrule Warriors, maybe. Yeah, it's called Definitive Edition on the okay. Switch. That's four. and then Hyrule Warriors, the Calamity, the Great Calamity whatever <laughs> sure you know what i'm talking about age of calamity that's, <laughs> that's five that's the one the great calamity. <laughs> how many is that that's five, five. you need one more oh. you you are you're just there man you got you got this i got this i got this there's no more hyrule warriors there's only two there are only two hyrule warriors and the first one was on the wii u i do know that i got it john i fucking got it Smash Brothers. Yep, that's six. You did it. You got it. Wait, there's two more? There, Yeah, there's a a bunch more. Um, Skyward Mario Sword. Kart. And Mario, Mario Kart. Kart. Yep, How Mario did Kart I forget 8. Skyward Sword? Skyward Sword and Cadence of Hyrule. Oh, yeah, I never played that one. Yeah, Link is like sneaky in some of these games. I would have. I think I heard it the other two. I would never done... I think you would. I think you would eventually got those, but you didn't need to. All right, you got one. All right, Ooh. last one. Okay, it's the hardest one. Ready? <laughs> I'm fucked. Drew, there are about 15 different models of the Switch that came with a game or were themed around a game. Mm-hmm. Name eight of them. Eight of them. Okay, let's go Mario Kart. Still smash. Uh, is oh, there theme, a Mario Kart? I'm sorry, Switch? but well, there was there's a bundle. You're saying the Switch has to be themed off of it. Yes. Okay. Sorry, misunderstood the question. Um, let's throw an oddball out there. Start with Diablo three. Diablo three is one. Smash Brothers. That's two. Pokemon. Do you need another game? Was it, there might have been two Pokemon's. There was a Pokemon um, light version, which was gray, right? Which game? Oh, fuck. I don't know. Pokemon. What was the um, the ones before Violet? It's the red one. Sapphire? Not Sapphire. It's um, Ruby? Nope, nope, nope. What's the... <laughs> I didn't like this one. I played this one and I didn't like it. It's the... Am I on the right track there? 
Maybe there might have been a there might have been a violet one. Let's go violet. Scarlet and violet. Yeah. Uh, yes, there was one, and then there was another one. I think that was an OLED, right? I think that was an OLED. That one was the OLED. There was there was an older one though. It must have been Sword and Shield had one. Sword that and was Shield. Sword and Shield. How many? How, how many is that? That's four. That's it. There was the Mario one that was red and like blue overalls. What game? Oh, you want the game? I think that just came out. There was some game with that one. Bowser's Fury, maybe? No? Odyssey? Uh, I'll give it to you. Super Mario 3D World. Bowser's and Fury. Bowser's Fury. You can't buy 3D World without Fury. It's the same thing. Alright. Um, what's that number? Five? Six? That's seven? Five. Eight? Okay. Uh... <laughs> I should just look in your background. You probably have a Monster Hunter. Uh, which Monster Hunter? Rise. That's Rise. Are you up to six? Uh, Need two more. Did Odyssey didn't have one, right? It did have one. Uh, Mario Odyssey. That's seven. Did have one. That was that one actually came out that first year. Yeah, I think that had the red Joy Cons. Tears of the Kingdom. Tears of the Kingdom. You got it. Got eight. Look at that. Um, the other ones were Splatoon 2, Splatoon oh, yeah. 3, uh, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl. That's I think, the one. That's the one I was thinking of. I think that was the Switch Lite. Yes, the gray like, one. There's right? like a... Gray no, the, the gray one was Sword and Shield. Uh, okay. But they put out like a glossy black one that I think was Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl. Okay. Uh, Animal Crossing New Horizons had one. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go Pikachu. Let's go Eevee had one. That had one too. Yeah, that's a pretty cute one. Uh, it had like the yellow and the brown Joy Cons. Uh, Kirby? I said Splatoon 2. Uh, Fortnite had one. Fortnite. Kirby enough. didn't have one. A light pink Kirby one. Kirby has not, right? That would. That a pink been so, one would have been so neat. Been awesome. Yeah. I would like never the baby blue, it. maybe, with, in there. You would think it would be like a Switch light, right? Paint with the baby blue buttons, a couple little Kirby guys on the back or something. Yeah, I no, I think I totally. I they've never done it. Yeah, well, very weird. All right, sweet, great game, right. John. Love your yeah. games. I just suck at them. Good comeback. You know what? Out of all the games, that was one of my better performances. Yeah, not saying a lot. Um, all right, we got some questions from the audience. Mm. Uh, Darth Platypus asks, "What is the Christmas song that you think should be in everyone's playlist?" Ooh, a Christmas. Uh, my radio station is playing Christmas. It started nice. up this past week. Love it. Um, yeah. well, I love it for now. I usually get bored after a few weeks, but um, but love it. I'm going to say this to Darth Platypus. Uh, my favorite Christmas song is Christmas in Hollis by Run DMC. <laughs> and that whole album, uh, it's I think it's called A Very Special Christmas. I basically grew up on that CD. This was like this was like before you could just play songs online or whatever. So mm-hmm. we had this CD. I think it was like a double CD. And so there's tons of songs on this CD that you still hear on the radio a lot. Santa Baby by Madonna. There was a Bruce Springsteen did one. Uh, Merry Christmas, baby. Um, Winter Wonderland by the Eurythmics. Like just these mm-hmm. songs. Like I just grew up with this thing. We played it all the time. So any uh, anything on that list, um, 
will get on mine. <laughs> uh, also, Frosty the Snowman by Fiona Apple. Love it. Very uh, good. I'm going to a little different uh, avenue here and go down with the Muppet Christmas Carol. Has a solid so- soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Do your kids like the Muppets? Mine don't. I mean, they don't. They don't hate the Muppets, but they're not like into the Muppets. Does that okay. make sense? And most of the most of the good Muppet stuff is older. Yeah. Well, did you ever did you ever watch the Haunted Mansion Muppets? Uh, no. You should. It's fun. Is is that new or is that what it? It came out last Halloween, maybe. Oh, okay. It's fun. It's on Disney Plus. Give it a go. The thing is, my it's kids like don't. They just long. They just don't like the Muppets. Oh, it's twenty five minutes, maybe. Yeah, puppets um, are for all ages, John. Yeah, but my kids just they don't like it. They like animated movies. They just they're not into the puppet thing. It's weird. Generational thing. It is. Totally. You know, died with me. Um uh have you ever heard Korn's version of Kidnap the Sandy Claws? Uh, I can't say I have there. That's that's a special treat. <laughs> I'll look that one up. <laughs> Got to look that one up. Okay. There's Somebody two else. of them. There's Kidnap the Sandy Claws, and then Marilyn Manson did the theme song, the first song that plays during I've the Nightmare heard, Before I've Christmas. I've heard that one before. Yeah. Those two are both really good. Kidnap the Sandy Claws is so corn, it's crazy, but it's so good. I'll have to do that one. I'll let that one up. Um, do you got any more? Nope. That's it. Did you name any? You just named, oh, you named the uh, the Muppet one. All right. Next question from Darth Platypus. If you are going to add a booze to eggnog, what is your go-to? Mine is bourbon. That's Darth. Darth. That's what he said, not what you said. Yeah, I don't like eggnog. I, I don't know. I, Me either. Eggnog's gross. Eggnog's gross enough. Add like like a vodka to it. I don't know how it's going to make it better. Yeah. Uh, nope. <laughs> um, Sorry, I did nothing. I don't like eggnog. Yeah, no. Not into eggnog. Sorry, Darth. We won't hold it against you. All right. And the next questions come from Beer Beer Cerveza. Do you think there is a new Zelda game in development that will be released in tandem with the upcoming live action movie? I'll stop it right there because you haven't gotten a chance to talk about it. But mm. what do you think about the live action Zelda movie? Are you uh, are you excited for yeah, it? I'm excited. I mean, I think it's I think it's too early to really make uh, assumptions or predictions or anything like that. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, of course, of course, I'm excited. I think I think they'll. I think Zelda's an easy. I personally think it, it's an easy adaptation. I think it's easier than Mario because I think Zelda is a story-driven game, mm-hmm. where you can relate that to a movie or TV show. Where where Mario is just kind of this idea of characters, right? Um, with a very high-level story, you know, princess that's kidnapped. But Zelda kind of writes itself. I think. I think it's going to be a good action adventure type movie. Who are you casting as Link? Um, I, I, I'm, a, I'm on the same page with you a little bit of, I think, no-name actors kind of the way to go. But mm-hmm. we'll see. After watching uh, Timothy Shamal... Shom- How do you pronounce his name? Shamalay? 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 He was on SNL uh, like a couple weeks ago. Um, I I think you, you could cast worse, worse than him. Hmm. Um, but, you know, he's... You know, starting to get a little more well known, and he's in Wonka now. Um, but I, I think he's, I think he's hilarious. He's so good on SNL, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, Timothy Chalamet, Chalamet, Chalamet. That's what Chalamet. it is. Um, but, but to your point, I do not think that they're making any game alongside with this. And I'll tell you why. I think it's too much of a risk, right? Because if one flops, then you're in trouble, right? So, 
I think that a live action Zelda movie, though it will do well, it will not do nearly as well as the Mario movie did because an animated film of Mario is open to all ages, including us older Nintendo nerds mm-hmm. where, you know, those seven, eight, 10 year old kids who just heard of Mario before have seen him in the store will want to see that they won't really understand Zelda or Link. So mm-hmm. um, I think there's too much risk in making a, a video game alongside that, because if the movie's a flop, then now you have this game that's tied to it and it's it's bleh. Do you think it would be like a Legend of Zelda, the movie, the game type thing or just just a Zelda game? No, I think I think I think that's gone. I think we've moved past the early 2000s of video game movie video games, really, for the most part. I think there 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 are very few of those nowadays. Uh, I think it would just be. I just don't think it's happening, just like Mario didn't happen. Just not going to happen. I mean, even if Mario Wonder came out at the same time as the movie, it's irrelevant to me. I I don't think. I don't know. Maybe I don't understand Mm -hmm. marketing or media, but I can't see someone watching Mario and say, I'm going to go to Target and buy a Mario game now. Right. Maybe it's me, but I I don't see that happening. And I don't think it would happen here either. I, I wonder if Super Mario Wonder was supposed to come out a little bit closer to the Mario movie, honestly. Um, just looking at the animation style and everything, the, like that whimsical, very detailed, beautiful animation just seems to like fit with the movie. And I wonder if I wonder, wonder if wonder was delayed and then because they remember they pushed the movie several months and we weren't sure if it was being delayed because the movie was mm-hmm. delayed or because the game was delayed. Um, but maybe it, maybe they decided, you know, here's the date. We're going to try to get it. If the game's not done, then the game's not done. We'll wait. But um, I, think, I don't I, think either. I don't, I don't think there's a marketing strategy personally between the two. I don't think they're connected. I don't think they need to be connected. It's not like the olden days where you would have a video game come out like within like one month of release. So either one mm-hmm. month before the, the, the movie or one month after. There was a lot of the times... You could play the video game before the movie came out and you could kind of like spoil things, right? Yeah. I mean, that was a lot of, it, you know, stories like Lord of the Rings. It was irrelevant because there was the books already out there, but it happened a lot with like James Bond video games and movies. Um, a lot of those things would come out before the movie and or just after. I, I just I think we're I think those days are gone mm-hmm. personally, but. I can I can see a Zelda movie, a Zelda game coming out in a similar time span. I don't think it would be based on the movie. Um, but I'm also I also feel like there's people who think the Zelda movie is years and years away. I actually think this is within a couple of years. Well, um, this this is a live action movie. I'd say and three years. I yeah. See, I feel like that's that's too far away. I don't no think. Way. I don't, I don't think, think the script's written yet. I don't think they've casted it. I don't think they've started think, filming it yet. I think the script's done. Um, I think that this was a exploratory project because it is challenging, right? So Link doesn't talk. Uh, there's no like single storyline going on. It's like when you made the Last of Us show, yeah, you knew exactly the storyline you're going to do, and you had to make some detailed decisions. Legend of Zelda, like which game? Which game are you taking a story from? You know, it's you, it's got to start yeah. with an original thing. Um. So what I what I see as happening is they they explored it. They worked on a script. They hit a point where they go, 
we like the direction this is going and now's the time to announce it. And so yeah. I think they're very far along with it I don't and they know. just waited. This, it's not like Miyamoto wrote Sony and said, Hey, you want to do movie? They said yes. And he's like, okay, I, let me, let I, me tweet. I, I agree with that. Right. But I think their like, pre-production is probably at least a year long. I think the actual film is a year long. And I think the post development of it is like a year and a half to two years long. I don't know where they are in that phase, but a movie of this scale is a four year process. Right. They they might be a year and a half in. They might be a year in. I don't they might be at, at day one. Do I we, don't know. Do we, but do we know the scale? Like, are, I mean, are we going for, you know, what what kind of scale? You going Lord of the Rings scale? I don't, I don't know. I think so. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, what are you going like? I'm going Witcher scale. I'm, I'm I want to see a Witcher type game with Link. But yeah, I think like, Witcher was a big budget, big scale. Some of their CGI and and stuff. Yeah, but I I don't think I don't think it took four years to make a season of The Witcher. I don't know. I I still see this as coming out in a couple years. The thing is, we just got Tears of the Kingdom this year. We're not going to get a new mainline Zelda game when this no, comes we're not out. Getting it, we're not getting it so soon. so maybe you'll get, and I I don't even know if you get like a remake. I always wanted to see a nice remake of the original Zelda. I think that'd be great. But I don't think you're going to get a 2D Zelda with a movie. You're going to get a 3D. So unless they're going to put out a Twilight Princess or a Wind Waker for Switch, um, I don't think you're going to see a Zelda game in the same. I don't think we're going to get another big Zelda game until fairly late into the Switch 2. I agree. Maybe mid midway through. Um, Because I think think you're going to get a a Breath of the Wild release. So maybe that's what it is. Maybe the 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 Breath of the Wild, Tears of the Kingdom updated remaster that's definitely going to come to a Switch too. I, I better um, maybe they put that out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's the best. Um, he also asks, if so, do you think it will be a remake or a whole new game? Well, there you go. We already answered that one. There you go. I'm gonna I'm gonna say they're gonna re-release Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom whenever the movie comes out. No, they that, no. Uh, yep, 60 frames a second. Oh, it's gonna be lovely. No. Speaking of movies, what are your must-watch movies during the holidays? Are there any that you refuse to watch before Christmas Eve or Christmas Day? Interesting question there. Like refuse to yeah, watch. I don't refuse to watch any. Um, I will say some classics that I like. Jingle All the Way is just <laughs> One of my favorites. Is that Arnold Schwarzenegger? Arnold Schwarzenegger. Okay. Turbo Man. It's, I think I've seen that. Oh, Sinbad. that's right. When he's trying to get the thing. Yeah. That's just that's a, a classic. One. I think you have to watch. My wife doesn't love it, so I'll watch it in bed. Like um, Christmas Vacation is just mm-hmm. a, 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 a good classic. What's your take on the Christmas story? Just I'm not a fan of it. I feel like there's a lot of people that love it. I'm just not a fan of it. I did not watch the movie... I mean, I, I, I've seen clips of it for years, my whole life, practically. I did not sit down and watch the whole movie until last year. Oh, and... so they made the new one. You, no, yeah. And see, oh, so the thing is, I haven't seen the new one. I was going to uh-huh. see it, and then I just never uh-huh. did. Um, but yeah, no, I watched the movie, and it is. It's a hard watch. If you watch it in 2023, it's it's hard to relate. There's a lot of stuff that's yeah. out of date, and like there's jokes you don't get because you're just yeah. not living in that time frame. But I love the nostalgia of it. I love the 
the the time that it was filmed in and so it's yeah it's not the greatest movie now especially if you watch it for the first time but mm-hmm. i want to watch it again this year and then i want to watch the new movie and hmm. see what i think about it um not my favorite my my new favorite christmas movie is 8 bit christmas yeah i knew you were going there i that movie is so funny and it makes me cry and i just love all the nintendo parts of it it's uh, astounding so I'm going to be watching that one again. Uh, you know what else is really good? The Gar- Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. That's fantastic. That's fun. It just really puts you in the mood, right? I, I love um, I love when uh, Mantis, she just has all the little Christmas yeah. decorations on her things. Drax has got to be the best character in that. Yeah. Franchise. He's, he's the best. Yeah. It's, it's just a fun, it really puts you in the mood. And um, I really like it. And plus it really does set up like the third movie too, honestly. Yeah. And don't forget, of course, uh, Noel, because Anna Kendrick's in it. That's right. Anna Kendrick. I still haven't seen that one. What? But... You should watch it. It's on Disney Plus, I think. Yeah. Um, it's fine. It, it's, but it's Anna Kendrick. It's fine. Was... It's Bill Hader's in it, too. It's her brother. Oh, okay. they're, right. they're both kids of Santa. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um. We have for the last like dozen or so years watched the Polar Express on Christmas Eve. That's our enjoy that. yeah. Christmas Eve get in the mood type movie. I don't know if we'll do that this year. I think it's become like, oh, we got to watch Polar Express again. So yeah. I, and we might have to change it up. But yeah, we've watched that. I still think it's an incredible movie. Uh, it's done so well. I will add, and this is not anywhere close to my favorite Christmas movie. But uh, I had a coworker and he talked about this movie, White Christmas. And he's like, oh, we watch it every year and all that. And I was like, I've never even heard of it. Um, Have you seen White Christmas? I think so. But maybe not. It's an old movie. I've heard of it. I just don't remember it. I know what it is. And I think like Bing Crosby's in it. And I think one of the songs you hear on the radio all the time is right from this movie. Uh, it is, I mean, it, 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 I mean, it really is a white Christmas. This movie is a uh, very, very white and very old. Um, and it's also one of those weird, God, when they made those movies in like the sixties, it's so weird. I always try to tell Michelle this nowadays when they make movies, they really try to feature younger, hotter actors and actresses. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, you hit 30, 40, you're already old in the old days, man, they always had older people crooners like yeah the main actors were older they skewed older they also looked older because even like 35 year olds looked old back in the day and like in this movie it's a couple of old dudes and they're totally flirting getting it on with these young women and it's just like so creepy like they don't make that anymore they just don't really do that i think we're Uh, definitely gonna have to do a little christmas episode in the near future and talk about Maybe some top Christmas movies because there's a lot out there, and we're going to be starting to watch them soon. So we'll have to do some updates yeah. like we did with the Halloween stuff. I, I will also say I'm kind of sick of Elf. Elf is an incredibly good Christmas movie, I, but seen but it too many I, times. I'm over. I'm over Elf. I yeah, agree with that there's only so many times you can watch it. Yep. Um, but yeah, anything's on the table. I don't wait for Christmas or anything to watch. Yep. Any movie. Um, that's it. That's, that's all it. our questions. Well, John, what do we have for an open the next couple of weeks? Uh, th- we finally died down. We finally, we finally, finally died down. There's uh, but there's three good games coming out on all on December first. Oddly enough, uh, Steam World Build, mm-hmm. which is uh, the city builder game from the Steam World peoples. I'm very excited to see what that looks like. 
Dragon Quest Monsters, The Dark Prince, which isn't that the isn't that the Dragon Quest game that you played? Dragon Quest no, Monsters? I played Treasures. Oh, Treasures. OK, I know because I, I got excited when I saw this and then I was like, no, this is the one like Pokemon. I'm, I'm out. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, don't yeah. tell Evan. Don't tell Evan. And he then the like, uh, uh, Dragon Quest. <laughs> Um, this was supposed to come out sooner, but it got delayed. The Batman Arkham Trilogy comes out December 1st as well. So I'm still split on that. I just feel mm -hmm. like those games are going to feel too old. I didn't play. I haven't played any of them. And I don't know. I, don't. I feel like they're just going to feel kind of old. I'm I love a good beat em up game, but there's too many newer ones. Like, it's just. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I could definitely see grabbing that when it's like on a sale in the future just to have it. But yeah, I'm afraid I'm not going to like it. Um, but those are all coming out December 1st. And uh, yeah, we're starting to like, gosh, run down this year. It has been a frantic last few months and uh, I'm kind of glad it's done. That's it. That's all we got. What a show. What a show. Until next time, remember, sign up for Presence at the Dark. Do not forget this is your last chance that we're going to tell you. That's right. Well, we're going to tell you a lot in Discord. Last chance on a podcast. That's true. <laughs> All right, and get your mayhem scores in by the 23rd. But until then, we'll see you in a couple weeks. Happy Thanksgiving. That's right. That's right. It's not just Christmas yet. We still got Thanksgiving. We haven't even talked about Thanksgiving. All right, we won't. Good night, dads. <laughs> Eat some turkey. The Dads After Dark Show is part of the Nintendo Dads family of podcasts. You can subscribe to us anywhere podcasts are available. If you're listening to Apple or Spotify, please leave us a five-star review helps us promote our show and we'd be grateful to hear your feedback check us out on threads and instagram at nddadsafterdark send us a question to dadsafterdarkshow at gmail.com and we'll read it on the show or if you want to hear yourself on the show leave us a voicemail see the episode description for a link to do that be sure to join us on discord in our dads after dark channels that's where we chat you can participate in our monthly mayhem contest plus other activities such as chubbies and so on you can get access by joining the Nintendo Dads Patreon or by subscribing to their Twitch channel. A big thank you to Family Jewels for the show's music. Check out their YouTube to hear other awesome Nintendo cover tunes.